When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two, three, four. Don't mind if I do. Ready, ready, ready. Ready, ready, ready. Honestly, how do I deal with you every day? Get ready. You heard all the battle on the radio. Get ready. Whoa! Yeah! Holy mother nugget! And holy mother meatball! <laughs> I'm the smartest man alive! You're so ridiculous. What? You're such a fool. Get out of here. Cavino and Rich. Let's go. Wow! All right, let's go. Let's do this like Popeye and Brutus live from Vegas. What's up? It's Cavino and Rich. It's uh, 316 Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. I call it St. Patty's Eve. Again, if you're just listening, I'm at the Vidar in Vegas for Sirius XM. Rich is in Los Angeles. We have lots to talk about sports, entertainment, and life. And Rich, did you catch up on the Bachelor finale? Yo, the Bachelor finale, I have a, I have a hot take that I don't think anyone else is saying. So, all right. Let's get to it. Let's rock out. <laughs> oh, my God. The sun is blazing in my face right now. But I'm broadcasting live from my hotel room. Sassy, ow, swanky ow. sort of setup here at the Vidara. Pleasure to be here. It's Cavino, Rich, and Spotty. Phones are open at 412-267-7469. But Rich, while you were watching all that, I was on my flight. So I didn't get to see anything. How was your flight to Vegas? Did you see the man with the uh, bulletproof legs again? I did not. Did you did have not, the anxiety it, again? Uh, no, I was, I was pretty good. You know what it is? When you fly to Vegas from Los Angeles, they loop around. So it's like, why are we passing Vegas? To crash into the mountains? Ah! <laughs> ah! Like, you, you pass Vegas and you're looking at it. You're like, hi, Vegas. Bye, Vegas. And they circle around. They loop around. And then they're like turning and tilting. And you're like, ah! So Dude. I realized we did the same sort of path as last time. I was more calm about it but it was a quick flight happy to be here it is weird to be here just days later but you know i had to come back to la do the show with you guys do the dad thing and everything but i'll be here until friday morning i have a bmw event but i did miss some of the bachelor drama and again guys you guys are really lame about oh fucking hate it we don't care if you like it, to be honest. It's Honestly, about relationships I don't care at all. And our observation. The yeah. fact that you even bring it up bothers me. I'm like, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. Well, I mean, the overwhelming amount of people that do not relate to it Stop is it. noticeable. So Stop how it. could you not acknowledge it? I understand completely why the average bonehead would say, oh, welcome bachelor. But I don't give a fuck. I said, I don't give a fuck. Everybody now. I don't give a fuck. 
I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. You're going to talk about what you want to talk about. And people listen because they like our takes on whatever we want to talk about. Um, I, I mean, don't I know how the show that, works. I, I, I'm just acknowledging that I understand that. Oh, people have never been in relationships. People don't know yeah. what it's like to date or hook up with people or make mistakes in, in relationships. That's what we're talking about. People are dumb if they don't, they don't think otherwise. So back before I get to that, you said something that struck me. I don't know, probably after 9-11, because we're all still a little, uh, there's that little party that's like, oh man, did that really happen 20 something years ago? Yeah. When you go to a big city and you're looping like low around the airport, I always do have that stomach drop for a second. Like, yo, we're, we're going to the airport, right? Because when you pull into JFK, Spot will tell you, if you go to JFK in New York City, you sort of hug downtown Manhattan and then you go over the ocean and then loop back around to John F. Kennedy Airport. So on the pull-in, you're like, yo, you're pulling like into the airport, right? Like that yeah. every single time I feel that way. Well, the seed was planted. Yeah. And I mentioned it the other day, those intrusive thoughts that you can't sort of, you know, push away and Bro. can't help but notice that the buildings are right there as you're flying over. And the mountains, and like you said, on the way to Vegas, you're, you're thinking, yo, am I going to be a Covino season two of Yellow Jackets? Yeah. You're thinking Kobe. You're thinking everything. Yeah. And you're thinking, you know, life is short and anything could happen. So, yeah, yeah it was a good flight. I, I had no issues yesterday. It was easy, breezy, beautiful and uh, happy to be here today. Of course. Now, as far as The Bachelor goes last night. They overhyped it big time, bigly, hugely. But my takeaway is that this guy spent two fucking hours apologizing. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, the beginning and middle as well, this guy, Colton. Is his name Colton? Clayton. Clayton. I've Clayton, only watched Colton, two episodes. I knew it was some doofy C name. No offense, Colton. Colton was the... Uh... The one that came out as gay. Oh, yeah. Clayton, who, I mean, the guy needs to do something with his hair, first of all. I don't know what to, he's got like a, he's got like a stand from South Park thing going on. I said the same thing. Jordan's like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, that's just something. Like, he's, well, just, I, like he, he's not pushing it forward. He's not pushing it back. He's not pushing it aside. He just sort of is like, I, I don't know. His hair fucking stinks. So Clayton. Well, speaking of, yeah, you can see my grace, Jason Brown. Jason Brown's so fixated. That's the problem with the audio visual Stop part of it. what we do. No, I'm Jason Brown's like, Kavino got great roots. Holy moly. Yes. Yeah. 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 The answer is yeah. And I'll be dying it tonight because I have a big event. Turn to the side. I don't really see anything. I think it's just the lighting. It's the, the, lighting. the lighting. It might be the lighting. I don't know. But I it's see Jason Brown. See, that's the problem again with the video features because you're not paying attention to what we're saying. You're fixated on, uh, you know, Rich has a pimple and I look tired, you know, and I got grays in my hair. Listen to what we're saying. Yo, why'd you have to bring up Rich's pimple? Yeah, where? what about my pimple? Big I, pimple. I, would, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to acknowledge it. I just have to bring it up. But what's up, Jason? What's are, up, Matt? What's up, Greg? What's up, Stony Homie? Are people, seeing, up, my, are, are people seeing my Brotox? Um, which, by the way, I never had yet. Um, Clayton and Colton. I just realized that two also of your brother-in-laws, right? <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? Yeah, if I marry Jordan, yes. I never thought if of that. If you marry Jordan, you'll have Clayton and Colton, two brother-in-laws. Yeah. Clayton is my sister Dawn's husband. Yeah, 
So Clayton, Colton, and Steve. So this guy, Clayton, he fucking wins, and I'll tell you why. And it's simple. He spent two hours apologizing because this was the Bobo that went around telling everyone, I love you. I'm in love with you. Meet my well, he parents. Said he was in love with three women. Give he me said he was in love chance. with three women. He slept with two of them. So here's the, here's the, here's the best part about it. People can mock this guy, Cove Spot. They can say, man, Clayton really uh, messed up. He told all these girls he loved them. And man, what a jerk. Look at him up there apologizing. They show all the crowd shots of the women that are like, eh, I got stink. Every time Clayton says something, they all got stink face. Like, I was just going with my heart. Oops. Bunch of stink faces in the, in the, uh, in the crowd. Stink face. But when all is said and done, Oops. when all is said and done, this guy Colton had three girls who he said, I love you. Now, of the three girls, he said, I love you too. He slept with two of them, had good times, got his rocks off, got to experience sexual relations with two beautiful women, and then said, nah, I'm going to go with the one I love more anyway. And he ends up with her at the end of it. So the reality is he got to bang all three of them. And all it took was one day of him having to go on national TV and being like, I'm sorry. So the, rea- the reality is this guy, Clayton, big winner, if you ask me. Kavino, he ended up with the girl that he was feeling the most the whole time. Yes, he hurt feelings. He was zero empathy shithead. Got his dick wet. But the reality spot is that he slept with the top three girls on his season. And I don't know if that's ever been done. So from a sleazeball perspective, he might be the best contestant ever from a good person perspective. Yeah, he sort of led on two girls, but here's the catch. The two girls that he banged, the runners up, they're now the co-bachelorettes for next season. So they make out as well because now they're going to be featured. And it's not a competition where one of them eventually is gone. It's They're going to both be on the whole season. So these two girls that got screwed over literally by Clayton are the co-bachelorettes. So the reality is his game was strong. He was a jerk. But if, if you look at it from a player perspective. Player. Did you learn anything, though? I mean, that's the outcome. Did you learn anything? Uh, like, yeah, I yeah, learned, I learned bang that. whoever you want. Whatever's meant to be yeah, is meant to be. Whatever's meant to be. And when you're on a reality show, once you get out of that bubble, I could imagine that the one girl had more time to think. And she's like, well, I really do like this guy. And I guess he fucked those other girls. But if, if I really like him, I mean, I fucked other dudes in my life. And yeah, whatever. And if she loves him, she loves him. But as of right now, it looks as though this dude got away with everything. He hooked up well, with all these women and ended up with the one he wanted. And the girls that got screwed over, you know what they got, Kavino? They got to be the co-bachelorettes next season. So I feel like everyone wins. And my observation is all the stink faces in the crowd. Every time someone says something, Ugh. and... I don't know. You know, my, the, the thing is that he was super apologetic. And when you can't say, when you mess up, right? Spot, if you really mess up, I don't know if you're the type to want to really apologize. I am. I'm, I'm quick to apologize when I know I'm wrong. You might be a little more stubborn, Kavino. Same with you, Spot. But this guy literally for an hour was like, hey, listen, I don't know what to tell you. I was just following my heart. And all I could say is I'm sorry. And the reality is all he could say is I'm sorry. Because what else can he say? Yeah, I fucked all of you. Gotcha. Like, what else can he say? 
I'm trying to find a like real life takeaway from this, but I'll tell you mine. And it has really nothing to do with the show. You know, living out here on the West side, Pacific standard time. It's amazing to me that they haven't figured out something else where live TV can happen on the East coast, but they don't spoil it for the West coast. Nah, social media will never allow that. That's the thing, though. Social media spoils everything for people that watch it before yeah. people on the West Coast do. In other words, if you're not following what I'm saying, guys, The Bachelor airs at 8 p.m. on the East. So from 5 to 8 on the West, we don't know what's going on until we sign on to social media and we see everybody else on the East Coast talking about it. So there's a three-hour window where there's spoilers left and right. So I saw what happened via social media, which is why I'm saying, yeah, might as well talk about it, even though I didn't watch it because everybody on the East coast spoils it for the people on the West coast. Yeah. No, but it's, uh, the East coast. I'm trying to think of any other takeaways. The fact that it's an entertaining show, that's all. And the guy got to sleep with all the good looking women at the end of the day. He sort of, he sort of wins. I suppose the one girl said something. And I wonder if a girl's ever said this to you. Or have you ever said this to someone else? It's sort of like, a, it's you're, you're almost trying to plant a time bomb, Kavino, but I don't think it worked because the guy seems happy with the girl he loves. It's way too big. It's it's enormous. Oh my God. Referring to my heart. Yes, of course. How big my heart is. I, I The one hot blonde girl, the, the runner-up, said, your decision to not be with me is going to haunt you. Ooh. And I was like, and then she like, that's how she ended. And I was like, Ooh, like, has anyone ever said to you? Like y'all regret this Steve Camino. <laughs> just, yes. uh, just Skeletor. One time. Yes, one time. And until um, next time, Mad, the guy from uh, <laughs> inspector gadget. Yeah. That guy, just those two. Yeah. But I, you know, it's, uh, it's just sure the, women have put a voodoo curse on me, but has someone ever said like, Oh, Y'all regret this. And you're like, oh my God, will I? And you're like, she was right. I want her back. Like, it's a, it's a good mind trick to play on someone. Uh, again, you're just playing mind games and you're gaslighting and all the key phrases they love to use. But you'll regret, you'll regret this. Ah, oh, this is, I'm, I promise this will haunt you. You'll be sorry, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> way back on a Wednesday. Hey, Kyle's not feeling what I'm saying. He goes, I know I'm Captain Obvious. But can you just stay off social media for three hours? Uh, yeah, that's that's a big ask for today's world. That's my point. That was easy to say years ago when we were adjusting to the new normals. But to expect someone to stay off of social media for three hours now is is a big ask. It, it is a big ask. That's part of our every day and every minute and, and every moment of life. So to ask an entire portion of the country to be like, yeah, don't go on social media for three hours. Is sort of ridiculous. I know that sounds ridiculous to Kyle, but the opposite sounds ridiculous to me. Yeah. Uh, my dad's the only person that could effectively do this because he's a 70 year old guy. That's not attached. Like we are, you know, phone two feet, two feet away at, at all times. My dad will occasionally tape a live sporting event because, you know, he wants to do something with his wife. Like my dad will be like, Oh, you know, I watched a, uh, no. I watched a bunch of sports this weekend, and uh, I'm going to take Nelly out for sushi, but uh, I want to watch the, the Brooklyn Nets game. 
So I DVR'd it. And I'm like, yeah, but doesn't it get ruined? He's like, yeah, I'm not like you. I could stay away for a couple hours. And he's like, who's going to tell me the net score? He goes, unless I see it like in the background at a restaurant, he's like, he can handle it. RJ's like, your generation, no can do. You can't not open social media and the way the algorithms work. They're going to feed you news that pertains to what you're into. I couldn't open up social media for three hours and not see who won the bachelor or what happened or what sport team won or who got knocked out, you know, but again, those are live events Yeah, because it airs 8 p.m. on the east and 8 p.m. on the west, which means the west coast has to wait three hours. And that's for any show. Yeah. For any show. So it could be any spoiler. Like, all right, Fritch is wondering what happened on This Is Us. You know, he's going to find out from the idiots on the East Coast. Oh, and, and it has happened. Before he gets where, a chance to watch it. It has happened where, great example, like This Is Us or some primetime show that you sort of want to watch the day it comes out. I'll be having dinner. Emmy's finishing up her dinner, putting the dishes in the sink. I'm just sitting there for a minute. I, I just scroll like one or two times. I'm like, motherfucker like you see something like yeah, can you believe mandy mord and you're like ah i'm telling you it's going to become a bigger and bigger problem and they're going to have to figure out a way to fix it because you know what i'm less enticed now to watch the bachelor finale like for what i know what happens who yeah. gives a shit so anyway that's well, our takeaway from yesterday you know i i got to the hotel it was really too late to do anything at that point um and yesterday i just was you know sort of living my day doing the dad thing really didn't do much yesterday. Just happy to be here and get the show going. Any, uh, any final, any final thoughts on the whole idea of this guy walking away? Is it, is it sometimes like sometimes when you rip the bandaid off, then you, then you don't care anymore. Like, you know, when you have to break up with someone or leave a job or you and I have always said the tough thing, like to break up with an agent or, a you know, fire an employee. Like, do you think once you say it, it's like, that's the the hardest part or is it the aftermath? Like when this guy's like, I'm picking her. Sorry, ladies. Bye. Like it, once he says it, he's like, Oh, I said it. Now I don't care anymore. Yeah. Saying it is the toughest. Yeah. Like if you were dealing t- with it is yeah. like, yeah, whatever. At that point, once you say it, like if you have to fire an employee, like, Hey Johnson, I know you worked for my uh, company for eight years, and uh, you know I, I, you know, yeah, but we're we're good buds, right? I've loved working for you. Yeah, it's, sorry to hear you say that, cause uh, we're gonna have to let you go. Budget cuts. It's funny you bring it up. Uh, Brian Cashman, Yankees general manager, spoke exactly about that yesterday in regards to releasing Lazy Gary Sanchez. Lazy Sanchez. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, the guy has been in our organization since he was a kid. I like him personally. He's always been a Yankee and, you know, he always did his best for us. And, you know, that's always the hardest part of the gig. But again, that's why the bosses make the big money. They have to make these hard decisions and do these hard things. So he said, you know, he understood, but it was difficult. And that's just part of the gig sometimes. And some people, honestly, bro, are way better at it than others. You think Brian Cashman gives a fuck? I don't think so. I think he might. A little bit because, again, Gary Sanchez is a homegrown guy. He said he liked him personally. But for the most part, certain guys like that, they're way better at it because they just don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, you're a nice guy for the most part. I have a a question. When you have 
been let go of jobs or been dumped yeah. by girls. Can you tell when they don't care or when they genuinely care? Like, do you feel like you have that ability to gauge it? Like of all the girls that have dumped you and all the girls that have dumped me, can you tell the ones that were like, yeah, they don't care they're over it. And can you tell yeah, the ones? I that- mean, just as serious XM, I feel like our direct boss was sort of compassionate. Right. But the other people were like matter of fact about it, you know, cause they're good at it <laughs> and they're a little colder and it's more business and it just is what it is for them. Hey, Spots, so what's your you, take? You, you see the difference with women, for sure. I, I know. I, I have nothing bad to say about our old boss, Jim McClure. But do you feel like uh, do you feel like he had compassion when he was like, guys, uh, I'm the one that has to tell you that we're going to, here's the offer, and if you guys aren't taking it, then we're going to have to part ways. Like, Do you feel like Jim McClure, to you personally, do you feel like you felt enough sadness in his voice, like letting you go? Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I think so. I, think I mean, more yeah. would have been... Good, but yeah, I, I got enough. But if he cried, that would have been awesome. Yeah, I don't think he was gonna cry. I don't. I don't know. I'll tell you what. One guy that uh, when, I, don't, when, I don't think he was gonna cry. I'll tell you what. I was I was surprised by. I thought probably one of the. I could see it was really tough for him. The guy, the guy that told us that ESPN was gonna go away. Or uh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this guy, Sean Riley. He's a guy that really believes in us and still we still talk to to this day. And I, I think he hated having to deliver that news. In fact, I think he said, let me be the one that tells the guys because I care about them. But again, he expressed like this is part of the job, part of the job that you and I don't often have to deal with, Rich, you know, being the person to say these things that comes with the territory and something that a lot of people deal with in life more often than we do. Yeah. Brian Cashman's of the world, our ESPN boss. And what he said was, and I remember he said, you know, when you have this job, you know, this is the toughest part about it because you guys are good guys and we weren't ready to, to, to do this, but it's just business at this point. He goes, you know, when we, when we signed you, he goes, that's the flip side to this. That's the fun part. That's the fun part, man. And and we had a nice run and, you know, I live for those moments where, you know, we could get on board and, and sign you guys and do things like that. He's like, you know, I, I regretfully have to tell you that this is the opposite of that. And you know, <laughs> yeah, today's the day we uh, have to say that we, our contract or we're not renewing it and we're moving on, whatever it was that he said, but he did explain that, you know, you love those moments when you're signing on, you know, like, all right. Yeah. Those are the moments you live for, you know, those I do's and those, yeah, I will go out with you, but the hard part is saying the truth sometimes, which is, yeah, we got to move on now. I, I mean, I know that they make a ton then of money you deal with it. Then you deal with I, the consequence. I know they make a ton of money. So there's not a lot of empathy there from most people, but athletes, it's always got to be heartbreaking when someone has to tell the veteran guy, like, yeah, we're releasing you. You think so though, bro. But that's why that guy's in that position for the most part. And, and maybe a lot of times it's just an act. You know, because they're so robotic and it's business for them. They may think, well, if I'm going to have this social interaction, let me try to act socially normal and pretend to have empathy. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe they're like, like hey, dude, business is this business. is what yeah. they do, man. This is what they're they're businessmen at that point. So I'm, I'm not saying all people don't care. I'm just saying I'm sure there's a lot of times that most people like, dude, like Brian Cashman. I bet you there's a lot more times he doesn't give a fuck. Then he does give a fuck. Yeah. 
Well, you watch it in the Joe Montana documentary. Eddie DeBartolo was crying, and he's like, I don't want to let Joe Montana go. And he was like, forget it. I changed my mind. Joe, stay. And he's like, I have to go. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you can tell there's more emotions involved, right? If, like, if you've been through something. Like, you don't think yeah. Tom Brady, when he left New England, genuinely felt when he, when he went to Mr. Kraft and he was like, it's time for me to spread my wings. You don't think they cried a little bit or got a little emotional? They won six Super Bowls together in New England, and they ran it together. So very much like a DeBartolo, Bill Walsh, Joe Montana. Very much like a long relationship. Hey, I'm not saying people in power positions don't have feelings, Rich, but much like hosting a radio show, they probably can't do what we do. But after doing it so often, it becomes easy. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I, can't, you know, I can't argue I'm you sure there. I'm sure after years of doing what they do, they're there in that position for a reason. That shit has become easier, and I'm trying to build the best team possible. And if you're not pulling your weight, or we can't afford you, sorry, man, we gotta let you go. It's nothing personal. Yeah, it's been fun working with you. That's easy, way easier for a lot of people than it is, you know, for guys like you and I, because we just aren't in that position. I remember one time you and I realized we were making we were making no progress with an agent we had, mm. and he was a really nice guy, but like every agent to bring you guys behind the world of Kavino and Rich, every time you meet a new agent, the whole point is you give them a little cut of your contract, a, a little a little, little cheese off of the top. But their whole thing is... Did you request cheese in your contract? Yeah, I was, yeah a little, little <laughs> pepper jack. Is that an expression or you just made that up? <laughs> a little cheese. Little cheese. A little cheese? Like not icing or like no. just cheese. People say cheddar, a little money, a little cheese. It's my night cheese. Oh, okay. I'm actually picturing like like pasta with a little like oh, parmesan, no, no, parmesan, parmesan, a little mozzarella, like fresh parmesan. I said, fresh, hey, what? Fresh parmesan, hey, like a little I didn't think you meant like like cheddar as in money. I think he meant cheddar, little cheese. Nah, but he said cheese. No, I was thinking more of like a, a Mexican like cotilla cheese that you put on top of like some uh, some quesadillas. Hello, what is it? Is it cotilla? Right spot? Yeah. Cotilla. Yeah. Cotilla. 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 Cheddar. Little cheese. So, the, so an agent, the whole deal is like, yeah, we'll take a cut, but don't you worry. And Kavino and I and everyone has heard this song and dance a million times. It's not gonna matter. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, Hello my, my ragdoll gal. I was thinking the same thing. So. Yeah, the song of dance they sing is that. And then they say, it's not going to matter because we're going to make you millions. <laughs> and then you're like, well, I guess you're right. I won't care if you take it a percentage if you're making me millions. Take and, a, they uh, take the a last little... time we had a fire an agent because we weren't making millions. Actually, no, two times before that. Yeah. Let me tell you. I think Rich and I flipped the coin or something and I had to do it. Yeah. It was the worst. The guy hung up on me. Yeah. Are you kidding? He hung up. It was the coldest shit ever. Never talked to him again. Yeah. But I once have, you said it, you were like, ah. Oh. I have a, I have, I like every so often I'll see this in my phone when I'm scrolling through photos. I have a screenshot because I remember you made the call and then you went to like, or you left or you went to get something to eat. You sent a series of text messages that were like, that was the worst call ever. I can't believe that. That really sucked. I mean, oh my God. It was the worst. Dude, like it was the that's most awkward saying. phone call ever. Yo, I Are remember saying serious? to the guy, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, cut our ties as far as working relationship. But man, we really love you as a friend. Click. Are you fucking kidding? Click. That was it. Are you kidding? 
Are you kidding? You guys haven't had the best track record with agents. No, that's why. That's why. Agent, that's why. Uh, I think Super I Agent Troy how Wyman, told uh, doesn't have a lot to live up to. Yeah, Super Agent Troy Wyman is if he t- if he tickles our balls a little, he's our best agent. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, don't we, get don't get uh, comfortable. Yeah, uh, but no, let me tell you, it's uh, it's uh, it's uncomfortable, but. The, the breakups, the phone calls, all that shit has to... Once you say it or do it, I, I guess you're right. Ripping the damage the is done. Ripping off the band-aid. Ripping off the band-aid. That's um, the hardest part. All right, well, Rolando hit us up saying, Rich, my wife is insulted when you said cotilla cheese and a quesadilla. I meant as a garnish. A lot of times that you go to a fancy place spot. What are you saying, a quesadilla? Yeah, I don't mean Shame. like on a quesadilla. I mean like sprinkled on top, like I, out here in L.A., I noticed most restaurants on top of your guac, on top of your quesadilla. It's usually on top of guac. Or quesadilla where they do like a garnish, just a little, little, little sprinkle with like a a little thing of parsley or something. Kavino, there was cotilla cheese on top of our guacamole at uh, Javier's. Cheese off the top. No? I love it. Yeah, no, it's always great. I'm reading the feedback. Get the whole game. Michael says, how about the time? Spot told John out to get lost. Fitness made I simple. I never told him to get lost. I know. That's so funny. I, I really, if anything, pulled the fade on him. I'm like, yeah. And I just kept well, putting him off. And again, him the off. backstory, if you guys don't remember, we were good pals with fitness guru, fit, fitness made simples, John Basedow. I love how you're going to put and this he on started, me. And he started overstepping his boundaries with our contacts. And our contacts and colleagues were telling us, Hey, tell your guy to back off because he was very persistent and pushy. So all Spot did was was tell him like, "Hey, guy, you're rubbing our our colleagues the wrong way. Like, back off a little bit." And he took it personal. That's really what happened. Um, that, no, I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, I really pulled the fade with him. I just kind of, I yeah, was like, kind of, I, I don't pushed him off and pushed him off. And I'm, not, just, I'm not mad at you about it, Spot. I'm just saying, Kavino just nailed it. That's what it was. It was imagine if someone goes, "Hey, uh, hey, Rolando." You uh, you work with uh, Tompkins, right? And you're like, yeah, I work with Tompkins. Yo, can I have Tompkins' number? And you're like, and you're reluctant, like, yeah, sure. Here's Tompkins' number. And then that, then you're that guy starts fucking harassing Tompkins. You're like, yo, dude, I didn't give you his number to harass them. John Basedow, but harasses Tompkins for favors, not yo, even, not even like John Basedow was calling SiriusXM. He was calling SNY. SNY. John Basedow was calling every employer we had, being like, hey. Uh, I have some uh, different ideas for work, dude, bros. Like, and it's like, yo, stop bothering people on our behalf. Kavino and Rich gave me your info. Yeah, and I was putting us in an awkward scenario, and they actually came to us and, and asked us to tell our buddy to back off. He's a little, too, little too persistent. We're like, and he took it personal. Yeah. So that was the end of that relationship, and none of that shit was easy to do. So anyway, to tie it for full circle, that's what. And he took it personally. Clayton from The Bachelor had to do last night. But he ended up banging everybody, so good for him. Yeah, that that's my big takeaway, uh, Kavino, is that, yeah. yeah, he was a doofus. He shouldn't have told three women, I love you. I'm in love with you. But if you look at the outcome, the outcome was he was The Bachelor. He went on all these glorious fantasy dates. The top three girls, he slept with them all and ended up with the one he loved. So... Truthfully, this Mosaka won. I don't care what anyone says. He looks like a jerk because in that moment he was. But when we fast forward and no one cares in like weeks from now and no one even in that bachelor world cares, he's just, he's a winner. Well, you know what? In fact, he created the opportunity for these two girls to be the bachelorette. So they should thank him. Yeah. And I'm sure he's happy about that. The truth is though, in life and on the stupid show, 
drive. He may have been just confused, dude. You know, feelings are hard to figure out sometimes. Oh, you know, so clearly he was confused. I don't think he was being malicious, but you know, to be in love with three people is a little bit of a stretch. Well, my, he had to let two of them go. He's happy. Everybody's happy. The end. My wife uh, brought up a great point last night when we went out for uh, grandma and grandpa are in town. So Sarah and I got to, we went up the street just to have one drink at the bar and an appetizer just to, just to talk and hang out. Truthfully, it's, it's weird when you got the two little kids running around. It's like, when was the last time we had a conversation that wasn't about dinosaurs or bubble guppies? So we had a little... Was it wrong that I ordered a Moscow mule? I felt wrong. I was like, Anon, are you, can I go to Ukraine mule? Kiev. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Kiev uh, something. Uh, could, I, could I have the Russian mule, the Moscow mule? I'm like, oh. So we go to have a drink and we're chatting. And Sarah's like, I found it really interesting, your your thought today. And I was like, oh, which one? I am very Ooh. interesting. Which which interesting thought? I, I know I'm brilliant. What, which, what did I say, babe? But her her statement there could like go either way. Like right? I I don't like the tone of what I she said. It very interesting, which means yeah, I'm preparing myself for like Ooh, oh fuck. Ah, what did what I, did I say, say? What did I say that was so intriguing? Tell me more. Tell me more. Like did he have a car? Um, Sarah said under those circumstances, she goes. You gave Cavino and Spot the hypothetical of what if the final three, four, or five girls on the Bachelor were the five girls that you had the most feelings for in your whole life, but you met everyone at once. The most compatible best girl for you would possibly not be the one you choose. You would choose the one that glamors you over the extent of a reality show. You follow? Yeah, but we also made the point that, yeah, it's tough because timing was everything. You don't know if you're with the right person. Oh, yeah. Because they're the best for you, but like they were the best in that moment, and the timing was right. Like, like Sarah's point was, one of my exes could be very charismatic and very, very good at winning people over. Now, that type of ex probably would have beat Sarah on my bachelor season. Now, what if there was some hunky dude with abs that she dated on her bachelor season and she may have been glamored by some ab dude? Like the person you end up with that's the most compatible for you, Kate Ab dude, is not easy to find on this type of show because they're not real world tested at all. Like, yeah, the cheesy, charismatic guy or girl is going to win every time. But then when real life starts, you're like, no, this person's a pain in the ass. Way back on a Wednesday, you know who was real world tested? That guy Puck. You remember that guy Puck from the real, <laughs> he was from the real, real world? world? Johnny Bananas? That <laughs> guy was real world test. Puck. Poor he was, Puck. He was. He was. But his so, fingers in the peanut butter. No, Rich. So how did you fucking swindle your way out of this one? Tinder swindler. No, I I agreed. I said, I said, you know what? If I had a season of The Bachelor and it was yeah. like Sarah, Jen, Kristen, all the girls I dated, Sarah and I are by far the most compatible of anyone I've ever dated. But in that scenario where you're basing it on who could be like charming in little, little doses, Sarah's like, I don't know if I would have won because she goes, I, it takes a minute to get to know me. And some people are a little more out there. She said, what if, uh, you know, what if Captain Romance came in and I didn't get to see what I love about you? It, it, it's a very interesting premise because when you've narrowed it down to a handful of people you like, then it's like, you now you're just guessing, right? Like, cause this guy picks this girl now living together, work schedules. Oh, you have two dogs. I don't fucking want dogs. Like every little element of real life comes into play where 
You could very well be like, oh, like in the bachelor world, you're the best answer. But in real life, you are not the best answer. Yeah. Right? I mean. Yeah, I wish there was more clarity with those things, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's, like, it's remember, a final Remember it's a in your single days, Rich, you, you, you gave the hypothetical of like, imagine you were at a concert and you were able to see like, yeah, that chick would bang me. That chick would bang me. That chick would bang me. <laughs> That's you quit. It was my favorite. It's my favorite. I wish it was an app I could do in some yeah, futuristic like, episode of. Uh, but with that line of thinking, though, wouldn't it be so cool if there was some sort of little sort of thing implanted in our head where we could see visually like compatible? Yeah. Why can't we figure that out? It'd make decisions so much easier in life. Yeah. No, think all, all the troubles that you may have with a girl you've dated, you may not see on fantasy dates for two months. So that's that that's that that's the crazy part. Well, hey, hopefully you enjoyed the bachelor. Hopefully you enjoyed your trip to Vegas Cove. I know you're gonna you and Jordan are gonna have a little romance time, which is nice. Well today Don't I mean, get married in Vegas about, again. No, I'm not gonna make that make that mistake twice. Okay. Um at least I don't think so. Why not? Maybe I'll go say what's up to Chum Lee while I'm here because I got some downtime. Today I'm not really doing much. I'm gonna assess the scenario. Again, I'm hosting something for BMW, but that's not until tomorrow. So today it's just dinner, drinks. We're going to see a Cirque du Soleil show. Oh, which one? Uh, called Ka, which is funny because I don't know if I've ever seen it. I, I forget. Like, I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I don't think I've seen it, but I'm not positive. I might have. But either way, hey, I'm good. Let's go. So I'm excited, you know, for that. Which so we're just doing dinner, a show, and then, you know, just wherever the wind takes us. Maybe see. Uh, You're going to the wind? Tape face or whoever else is out here. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. So no, no real plans other than that. We're going to stroll around today. Maybe go shopping you know, after the show. So it's good to be here. And then tomorrow is my event. Green door. But I, I have a question for you, Rich. Green, green door action. Go the green, door. green door action. Yeah, that's totally Jordan speed. The green door. Go to the green door. You don't have to do Ooh, it. You don't have to participate. Dildo you can just, you can just watch. The car is tremendous. So... I'm excited to see. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. I saw the O show. I saw the Michael Jackson one, I think. I feel like I've seen one other one. I thought that was Ka, maybe, but it's not. You know what? I uh, You saw Love with, with me. No, no, I never I saw, saw that. You saw and Spot. Love. Oh, we together. saw Love together. <laughs> Spot. Yeah. I thought I saw. I, oh, I was with you? I thought it was with Kavino. No, I've never seen it. I've uh, never. Hey, by the way, that's an interesting thought. And, and I don't want to sound like Bing Bing Radio, the Bing Bing podcast all over the place. But I was thinking about this the other day. Before I talk about movies, okay, guys? We're going to talk about movies next. Oh, movies. You ever think of just reaching out to an old friend to remind him that you were there for, like, a random moment? Because a lot of times in my life, when I think of, like, things that happened to me that were, yo, man, I was so crazy. I don't remember who I was with. I never remember who I was with unless it was, like, just such a significant sort of thing. I'll be you honest. Know, like, you just, you just said the love show, the, the Cirque du Soleil Beatles love show. I could, if you told me, oh yeah, we were all there. Spot me. I would have said, sure. If you said I wasn't there at all, I would have believed you too. I don't even know who I saw that with. That's, that's what I mean. Like the other day I had a thought. Thanks. And it's so stupid. I'm not even going to explain it, but like, uh, it was like a, a really funny thing that my high school friend did one time. Right. But it was funny in the moment but dumb, but he got, he, he, people used to talk about it all the time. 
I was there for that. And I'm like, I wonder if he even knows that I was actually there when he did that. And I was going to hit him up with that recently. Like, yeah, you know, I was there when he did that stupid shit. Right. Like, I wonder if people like every once in a while, showing the lawyer will be like, yeah, it was me and you. It was game six in the 1996 world series. And I was like, Oh Oh, fuck. I I had no idea you were there with me on that day. I am. Thanks for reminding me. I totally forgot. I kind of like when people remind me of things that they specifically remember that I may have forgotten and vice versa. But it's sort of random. You know I think, what I mean? Like, you I think, thought I was uh, with you at that Beatles show. I wasn't with yeah. you. No, I, truthfully, I feel like uh, the only time it's okay to not, you can't mess this up. I mean, I don't think a lot of wives and girlfriends would get mad, but they might roll their eyes. There have been times where I was like, yo, Sarah, you've been here. Or, oh, we've seen this movie or we've done that. And I'm like, that's right. We 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 didn't go ziplining together. That was an X. Or you know, like you know, you've been to that, you've been to that I restaurant. I don't make those mistakes that much. I really don't. No, but it's I'm saying those, like, those are the only ones. Man, that who can was get. I with at that at that baseball game? Man, who was I with at that concert? Like, think of a concert you went to in high school, right? Like, okay, Lollapalooza or something right out of high school. I have no idea who I was with unless I could visualize an actual photo that I have. Oh yeah, jeez, I agree. I if you told me. Yeah, who'd you go see? Uh, who'd you go see Bush with at Nassau Coliseum in like '98? I'm like, I don't know. Beats me. Like my high school friends, you name them. If a college buddy, I don't know at all. You're right. Like, dude, like that. You always talk about this legendary night at Webster Hall when we were partying. Spot. Dude, for years you thought Spot was there. Spot, Spot, wasn't, Spot there. wasn't even there. <laughs> there's a there's a legendary night at Webster Hall in New York where we all got really met like. We were just all buzzing and having fun. It was a very memorable night with our radio crew. I believe that night you were, you were, where are you flirting up with like Krista Ann, the penthouse model? Yeah. I was, I had, she wasn't that, uh, a model then. Yeah. Uh, she was just the girl at the bar. But I remember, uh, yeah. There was a lot of, sh- there was like, it was like a night of shenanigans. I slipped her a business card, Rich. There was a night of, uh, let's say, shenanigans. And it was a night where it was like, yeah, why random girls, fun times, everyone was drinking. And for some reason, I, ass- I assessed that spot had to be there. And he's like, I wasn't. I was working. I was the only, I was back at the studio making that function. Like, dude, remember that time? Remember that time I farted at one of our events and I cleared out the bar? Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember Mike in the Springs was there, right? Yeah. I remember because I remember he was there, but there was other people there for that magical moment. I like, I think maybe Jamie in Boston was there. I don't know, but there were other people there that I forgot about. And I would love to hear their side of the story. Like, and I'd be like, Oh, you were there for that. Awesome, man. Tell me more. That was crazy. Right? So I never know these things. Like for instance, when spot deleted the karaoke bars, whole Microsoft outlook out of spite, I know there were people standing with me laughing while spot was being a spiteful, crazy person. And I was like, yo, look what Spot did. But if you told me, oh, yeah, that was Jason in Tampa, I wouldn't even know. Wait, was that Narzan? Was that, uh, I don't know who I was with, but I remember sharing I was there. laughs. I was there. It was, it was awkward as hell. But I had that exact thought recently. And how did we get here? Rich was assuming that I saw Beatles love with him, and it was Spot. They didn't even remember going with each other, and it was just yeah. the both of them, I, I, the two of them. I, I, didn't, I never went to see that show. And I had this thought the other day. I was like, how random would it be if I hit up one of my high school buds, let him know that I was there for that stupid moment that he's probably haunted by. I was actually there for that, you know? So Carrie oh, could have been Carrie hit us up saying I was there for spiteful spot. <laughs> oh, See? so maybe I was, maybe I gave Carrie a little, a little nudge. Like look at spot. 
I, I think you share those moments every once in a while. You know, I don't think you bring up like awkwardly terrible moments of someone's life. Like, yeah, remember when, uh, remember when you found out your grandpa died? Yeah, I was there with you. Like, yeah, that's, I, you know, actually, I remember who I was with. I remember that. Yo, um, just, just for the hell of it, because there, there might be a few new people along the way that have joined us over the last year or so. Spock, can you give the 20 second version of spiteful spot? I, I agree with Lonnie. It might be, it's worthy. It's worthy of a 30 second sharing of uh, the spiteful spot story at the 30 seconds. Karaoke place. Yeah. At the karaoke place. Uh, I just remember we, I, I made a reservation, a reservation for our entire party, a large party. Cause when you, when we do our events at, at the convention, you can't just show up anywhere. So I knew the place I wanted to go. I made a reservation. We had this whole I confirmed room. confirmed the reservation. This whole, this whole huge karaoke room with the bar and everything. We were having the time of our life. And then didn't and they, they be like, like, beat it? They were like, yeah, you got to go. We got another party coming in. But I'm like, I made a reservation for our, our party to have this room. And they're like, oh, well, if you want to, but, but like not paying. It's like you can use the main room, main area. Yeah. Um, but they're like, oh, no, if you want to stay, you're going to have to like pay money per person. And it was like. 60 bucks per I'm like no they, they tried to do us dirty after we had a reservation so we were yeah. so we're like all right let's just go we'll go we'll find another place so I was we were you had to take an elevator to get up and down out of the place so you can't just walk out you have to wait for the elevator so I was waiting at the by the elevator the computer there with their reservation system was just sitting there and so I'm just like beep, up, 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 up. You, you know Ooh, what kicking us delete. out spot deleted their deleted their their outlooks their outlook reservations that they had that were confirmed and just deleted them. Oh, so we had Carrie Kuhneman, but no karaoke and reservation. I'm like, peace. They probably, I don't know if they recovered it. They might have had, a, they might oh, have had a backup, oh, but I know, I know it was linked between the computers because it was like an online And there was chair. a few people with us hopping into the elevator at that moment. And we can't possibly remember who. So that's my point. It's, it's fun to be Put reminded of, especially sporting <laughs> events and concerts. Like, oh, who was I with? If you don't have pictures to remind yourself, your your memory is blurred. It really yeah. is. I, way, I never, if you, you know, if you want to, if you ever go to New York and you want to avoid the place, I know what it's called. It's called the spot because that kind of is why the spot. It's yeah. called the spot. It's called the spot karaoke. Uh, so just go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, you know, Kavino, it sounds like a really awful machismo thing to say, but the older we get, when stories come up, I genuinely forget what I did with people. If you told me, oh, yeah, you slept with that girl, I'd be like, oh, I guess I did. If you told me, no, no, you just kissed her, I'd be like, oh, okay, I did. Like, I, I'm, I've lost the, the memory of, of some of those years of my life where we were, just, we were just having a lot of fun and doing God knows what. But there, were, there are people where if you're like, yo, whatever happened with her? I'd, I'd really have to be like, I, I don't. I, so you don't frequent the spank bank? I don't. It's uh, it's a vault that I don't know how to open. Sometimes <laughs> it's I'm like, closed. You forgot the combination. Yeah, like I like you and I. Sometimes I'll you'll show me an old picture, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that girl. I think I made out with her. Wait, you don't even remember the, interns we had like two months ago. I know. Yeah, it happens though. Like, a, you got dad brain, yeah. and B, like there's only a certain amount of storage that you got. So for it's every new brain. thing you learn, you forget some old shit like that. Yeah, but no, and that goes hand in hand with like, yeah, who was I with at the World Series game? Who was I with at the parade? Again, if I don't have pictures to recall, I have an idea, but I'm not certain. And I'm sure there's someone I forgot that was with me. So it's kind of fun to remind someone of. Yeah, I remember that. You remember that? Like, no, fuck, I forgot. 
Like, dude, I, I'll tell you who's really great at that. And I, I always realize like, oh shit, you were there for that? Is is Sean, our buddy Sean. Yep. It's like, yeah, I'll never forget the time we were we did that. I'm like, oh shit, that was you? Yeah, that was cool. Right? Kavino, remember the time you and I swam with dolphins? And you're like, oh, oh, yeah. oh <laughs> man, I didn't know who that was. That was you. That's that was awesome. That's kind of a fun reminder once in a while. So I'm not going to see Beatles Love. That's how we got here. You saw that with Spot. I'm going to see Ka with Jordan tonight. And I'm actually looking really forward to it, man. I am going to have a nice dinner. Uh, you know, I'll get my 10,000 steps in. <laughs> I'll walk around Vegas. What's going to happen? Are you getting married tonight? Are you making a baby tonight? Is this no, some I romance? I told you. I'm going to see Chum Lee, man. I'm going to oh, go okay, see cool. Chum Lee. Sell some shit. I'll sell some shit. So, Rich, there's this, um, there's this like nerdy website. I don't know. I, I think I sent Spot the article. I might not have. I don't know. But then I started f- falling into a, a rabbit hole of of, of articles and, and people's comments about the Adam Project, right? So we're talking I, I, I thought you now. fell in a rabbit hole looking at Danny Tartable stats. I find it funny. Kavino and I randomly have too. in common that we both I'll randomly look up some old guy's stats and I'm like, eh, how good was he? I do that all the time. But what's Always your version of that reference? What? What's your version of that spot? Like looking up like an IMDB or something? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll like, well, I'll, I'll look up uh, or I'll see someone. Yeah, you're I'll real like, good. Like spots like, yeah, Laura Linney. She was in this, 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 and this. I'm like, is that Laura because Linney. you've referenced it? Or is it because you like, th- I think the top three of this, uh, someone's stats in like fighting or, or baseball or football. Yeah. So, so you'll they'll check their year oh, to year, their stats, the, their IMDB, oh, see how good they were. The IMDB. Someone's like acting resume and, and like some sort of political thing. I just want to know what I knew them from. Cause I remember people. You just like knowing they're, you know, no, but Danny Tartable, I only bring that up because Kavino and I were They're in the RBI from we, we 1985. The, it's well, like, okay. We were in the car together, and when you're a kid, you're like, you know, Danny Tartable was a stud. What happened? And then. Well, because you had his card. Yeah, the, we, we, yeah we, we looked it up. We're like, oh, shit, this guy was killing it. And then it all tied together, Spot, to, to bring a story full circle. Why did Danny Tartable leave Major League Baseball early? A foot injury. And we happened to talk about that the same day, how the foot. Could take people Deion out. Sanders. Yeah. yeah, Deion Sanders got his toes cut off. I, 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 think, I think that was it. Um, so I fell into this rabbit hole of nerds really fired up about the Adam Project. And I realized that I, I noticed what they were so hung up on, but I looked right past it oh, and just I, I continued watching anyway. I didn't notice completely anything. completely acknowledged it. When I, I first saw it. it, I'm like, huh. <laughs> I said yeah, that. Like, what I didn't okay. know was like, how much backlash that would garner from fucking nerds. Well, right. So again, the Adam project is the movie with Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer kid. Garner, and this kid that stole the show. But there's also a woman named Catherine Keener in the movie. And I'll talk about her in a second. Would you say spot? Uh, no, I was going to uh, let me get, get that kid's name um, because he deserves. And, and by the way, the kid that is Ryan, little young Ryan Reynolds. There's, that's his first Walker role. Walker Scoble. What is it? Walker Scoble. Walker Scoble. They're saying that uh, Scoble. <laughs> that was his first movie ever. And great. they're saying this that could be a breakout role where he could be a little kid star now. Yeah, yeah. he should be on Stranger Things. Like He should be part of the new cast. He's great. Yeah. He's really likable. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Agreed. He made me want to watch that like with Melody. Because I'm like, oh, she'd probably like this kid. Yeah. 
So I'm watching the movie and he's it was gonna, good. I was enjoying it, whatever. He's going to be in the, the first the first hour of the movie. I was really enjoying it. First hour of the movie, I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Uh, next 46 minutes, I was like, yeah, all right. But not even what I'm focusing on. So when I'm watching the movie, I realized there was a scene against a time travel movie and there's an old Catherine Keener, older, like today's Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener, you might know from the 40-year-old virgin. She was uh, Steve Carell's love interest in the 40-year-old yeah. virgin. She plays like the the business partner and like the, the let's be honest, like the... She's the villain. One of the villains. One of the villains the in villain. the movie. She, yeah, and you She's learn that very quick. She's the villain. Yeah. But they time travel and now there's a younger Catherine Keener and then there's an current day and older Catherine Keener with the younger Catherine Keener, but they use a CGI effect to create the younger Catherine Keener. They don't use a different actor, different actress. They use the CGI well, thing it's, like it's Mandalorian, a, like the Irishman. I, the, uh, the Irishman is a great example. And I was going to bring that up, but you know, Catherine Keener is, has acted for a while. So the young Catherine Keener exists on film. So I imagine they, they just took young Catherine Keener on film and kind of did something where they put it over an actress to make it look like young Catherine Keener. So essentially it's a deep fake guys. They, they use a deep fake on young Catherine Keener and it's so fucking noticeable that I couldn't help but like fixate on it for a little bit and be like, mm, I just don't think that's working for me, but I, I carried on with my life. Uh, now, right? now, <laughs> I I feel, now I feel like how not observant am I? Because I watched it horribly, unobservant. I, but I watched I it. Mean, the, you're the worst. If you don't notice, but, so I watched it and I knew it was, I, I think while I'm watching, I'm like, Oh, that's like that. I wonder what effect they're using, but it didn't stand out to me where I was like, well, wow, that's terrible. Like I, I watched, I kept terrible. watching the, no, no offense, but I think it's Catherine Keener is like someone you don't even think twice about. Yeah, but I, I swear <laughs> you probably no, like you probably uh, don't even remember her from any film ever. No, no, I agree. But what I'm saying, Spot, is in that scene where she gets off the spaceship and it's her and the younger her and they're together. It's rich, it's bad. No, I, you it's know what really it is? I'll, I'll watch it again. But my first instinct cove is, oh, it's, a, it's like a little edit of her, but I, it didn't blare out to me like how could they let this slide? Like I thought I didn't think it was that bad. Like, Maybe well, I got to watch had all those thoughts, but again, I still carried out. I, wow. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not going on a blog to complain about it. I'm not going to tweet about <laughs> it. You know, my life continues. I think they could have done a better job. That's, yeah. that's really what I was thinking. I, like, I have to look so, it up. Remember like when the Irishman, it was, it was terrible. Remember when uh, movies, movies used to just reference people in the past. Like they would use childhood photos of them that they would edit in or Photoshop into like, the other character in the movie and it would be like, okay, so that's the young person, but now they're taking the young person and making them move and it just looks bad. Yeah. It's like, um, it's Here, like Rich. watching special effects in the eighties when they weren't ready for that. So in other words, guys, when they do it with Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian, they, you could it. tell, but they do a good job of yeah, it. They did it apparently. And I remember that because they were like something like the Mandalorian which I, you know, I had a budget, but not, I'm sure the budget that the Irishman had, because I remember the Irishman was like, wasn't it the most expensive movie? Yeah. The Irishman. Well, Spot, you remember the story there, right? Like there was some kid who could do it better from his oh, fucking right. bedroom. And some kid actually did his sort of face swap, his deep fake from home 
better than they did at Disney for the Mandalorian. Disney ended up hiring that guy, but they still do a better job than what they did with the Irishman and the young De Niro and Pacino. And for this Netflix movie with, I'm sure a pretty decent budget. I was so surprised how bad that special effect looked. Anyway, I'm not, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching right now on my phone. It looked terrible. The hard terrible. Part, well, your phone's not going to do it justice. It was terrible. The hard it was part terrible. is, so here's the point though. The, the point the, of the story is this. The, the, I think, so, I think the hard part with all these situations with the Irishman and with this is that you have point of reference. So when you have point of reference and you see it in reality, you're like, that looks nothing like what they look like when they were young. It just looks weird. Go. It's weird. Yeah. It's no, it's weird looking. Um, it's like when you watch an eighties movie from today's perspective and you realize how fucking bad those special effects are. Large Marge. So, <laughs> Large Marge was actually kind of cool, but you know, you watch any like Superman movie or the, you know, anything from the eighties. You're like, man, that looks terrible. Um, I'm trying to think of like a good example of one where it just looks so bad. I'm watching the final scene when they're all standing there together. Shit, and like, I'm not seeing it being so terrible where I'm like, that's terrible. Maybe. Yeah. Well, let me pose the question then just so we could move on again. I fell down this rabbit hole. And what I realized was there were so many people rich where you and I and spot, we all noticed it, but we sort of moved on. We never even brought it up. Rich didn't notice it. <laughs> Rich didn't notice. Apparently noticed it. I, I, I'm, I'm I watching it right now on like, my wow, phone and tell me what you're seeing. Spock, come over here. Sit next to me a second. The, the rabbit tell hole me what you're seeing. that I, I fell in it. was I've how seen, I, these I, I nerds I'm, get I'm on these. see what I've seen. I've already seen it, so I can't, I can't look differently. Go ahead, Kavino. Sorry. <laughs> P10 says, what, what effect am I using today? Uh, none. This is called natural sunlight from Las Vegas blaring in my face. Uh, there's absolutely no effect or deep fake on me today at all. But what I noticed is that there's a, a group of nerds that were appalled by this dude. Like they're like, how can they fucking ruin this movie? It was absolute terrible, like garbage, like the worst. And like, you start seeing all these other people shitting all over how bad it was. And how could they do that in today's world when there's so many people at home that could probably do it better. Bill Jackson could do a better Photoshop. Cloveman could do a better deep fake, you know? So there's a, a whole side, like where there's a lot of people that really appreciated the fun vibe of the Adam project. There's a whole sector of dorks that are like, they can't look past it. They think it was the biggest piece of shit ever. And you know, I, I didn't, I just carried on. I made the mental note, like that's terrible. And I went on with trying to enjoy the movie, but there's a whole, again, little like subculture of like no. hardcore movie dorks and I special effect computer geeks that are like, this is like pathetic. So my question, my question is, is there anything else that like you were into it, but maybe it was like a miscast or a song or a moment or bad acting where you really just couldn't get past that. And that was it for you. Yeah. Cause apparently there's, there's people that could not see any value in this movie because of that. It's really, I feel like it's really, it just looks very fake. I still don't yeah, see it. it. Rich doesn't see it, see it at all, but it. he's watching it on his phone too. So it's not going to, well, I don't phone, have a TV in front of me. I right know, now. but like you watched it on your TV, right? Yeah. I watched yeah. it in my TV at night and it was perfect. It looked beautiful. Uh, it really, I think to me is <laughs> accentuated during their first meeting. Rich is watching the end, the ending scene. Um, it's really noticeably bad. It's really it noticeably bad. Okay, I'll check. I'll check it out again. It just looks artificial. Like right, there's so, nothing real. And then the the thinking behind it was like, 
if you're going to be that bad in a movie that millions of people are going to watch, right? With a, with a pretty decent budget. Still number one on Netflix. With all these special effects. Hire a younger woman at that point. Just hire a younger woman to play that role because the technology or the people involved were not ready for that sort of effect. They just weren't ready for it. And like, I don't know how your eyes don't pick up on it immediately because I, I even I, who was sort of falling asleep at that point, was like, yeah, that's really like noticeably bad. But again, because I'm a normal person for the most part, knock on wood, I carried on and moved forward. People couldn't look past it. Are there any other movie moments in history, Rich, where you were like, you were kind of into it until this guy got on set or this happened and you were out, you were tuned out. There, there are definitely a tough question. Yeah, no, there, there are moments where I always wonder how did they not catch that? Oh, like continuity issues, like or? continuity issues or stuff like that, where I'm like, or, or too far fetched too. like, you know what? This movie is now stupid because it's too far fetched. Well, any sort of like fast and furious movie, you're like, okay, did they just like drive a car out of, a, of, of the tallest building in the world into another building and just landed? Oh, okay. okay. I, got, I mean, I, I was all in. I was all in until that. I mean, <laughs> did they just parachute out of uh, a plane with cars? <laughs> like anything that they do in the fast and furious movie, you're like. Don't think that's real. <laughs> Kavino, you made the point the other day. There was a moment in a, a movie called Executive Decision back in the day yeah. where he died in the movie. Spoiler alert. But Steven Seagal was hanging oh. in the air, 30,000 feet in the air with one hand on one plane, one hand on the other plane. And I'm like, I, I can't. I, I can't. Turn, turn it off. Like that's I, I can't. I can't watch Steven Seagal hanging 30,000 feet in the air with with one hand on two different points. Like that's why like Tom Cruise, right? Hate him all you want for his weirdness. He does a lot of actually crazy shit as uh, like stunts. Like he'll do them himself. Like there's a video of a, like a side by side of him, like holding onto a plane in one of the Mission Impossible movies yeah. as it's taking off and they show reality versus what he's doing. And the only thing that's different is he has a harness on but he's still actually holding on to a plane as it's taking off. Hey, uh, if I was like Franz or someone that does this stuff for fun, I would reach out to Ryan Reynolds and Netflix and, and throw your name into the hat because I think you could do video, a better job than what they did in this blockbuster video, movie. Video I'm sorry, effects, this Netflix movie. Video effects are different. They're a little bit different. Like I'm, I'm they're, just they're I'm being a little bit harder, spot, to, but it looked amateur. It looked really weak. It really did. I, I it reminded it. me that I'm watching a Netflix original production. Yeah. I don't know. Couldn't they have like, maybe they could have just like done a split screen with younger Catherine. Uh, dude, I agree with Andrew Hart and, and that's rare, even though he's a good fella. He said, unless you're a CGI expert, just fucking watch a movie and enjoy it. Like, are you okay, critics? All right, nerds, relax. Yeah. Like, well, enjoy the movie. Hey, you don't like the scene? Maybe they could have done it better. It's the number one movie on Netflix. It's it's going to make Ryan Reynolds and all those people a lot of money on their next Netflix deal. It's still number one right now. So I doubt they care about their one shitty CGI scene. You'd be surprised, man. Like, younger people are way into visuals and aesthetics and weird things asmr like they're paying attention to audio things that we never paid attention to how things visually look like these kids are fucking dorks man on different levels where those things matter so you got the old school geeks right <laughs> way back on a wednesday you got old school computer geeks like this is just pathetic but then you got today's young person that 
that's what they're all about, man. A lot of these kids are like way into shit like that. And they're like, yeah, this is really weak. And way, I can't tell you the amount of feedback that, again, I fell into of how terrible it was. By the way, Bill, Bill Jackson took care of the, uh, took care of the editing. Nice. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that looks more convincing to me. Yeah. yeah. That's a uh, footage from what movie is that? That's the Adam project. Yeah. Come on. The That's, Adam project. Use that, your head. So the young, uh, the young one's holding the new the one. Yeah. one. So yeah. Rich is the young one. You're the old one. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple movies where there's a scene. Not, not that I'm all best Academy Award for cinematography guy, but there are things where I'm like continuity bothers me. See, see continuity oh, will yeah. get to me where I know for a fact that they have screeners they do tests. They're like, all right, let's send it to the executives. So when so many people are on the, when so many people are on the clock and their job is to catch these things. When someone's they, job. Yeah, it's and it's not only someone's job spot, but what I'm saying is, there's tra- there's not only uh, screenings, there's focus groups, there's all these things. So when some mistake gets by all of that, I'm like, how did it make the final cut? I know some of these movies are older, so you could say, well, it was a different time. But I don't know why it bothers me so much. In the movie Goonies. Oh, yeah. When Chunk runs to the street and he thinks he's escaped the Fratellis. And then he runs in front of a car like, stop, stop. And it's the Fratellis. Don't you remember one of the Fratelli brothers starts singing in Italian like, oh, you see his face in the mirror, right? You see his face in the rear view mirror of the car. And he's not moving. And he's not. And he's smoking a cigarette, but he's singing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't totally. know why that bothers me so much. Up on that. Yeah. yeah, well, just like they, you know, they edited the movie down. They deleted a scene, but they never deleted the reference to the. Remember the octopus? And then mm-hmm. there was the octopus. Yeah, and the but undeleted scene. And you're like, what? Um, what about in the? I, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, and I even know this one. The, the star, the stormtrooper hitting their head. Oh, that's great. Like, but, that's, I mean, but that's just it's so, funny and charming. That's I guess just so storm stormtrooper because they never they uh, never hit their they target. Never hit their target. Yeah. Um, but again, Rich, so you look past it though. So like, you is can, there certain, like I'll give you some things that I get fixated on and I can't look past sometimes. Sometimes I, when it comes to miscasting the younger person, yeah, like in, in movies, if there's a younger person that looks nothing like the actual actor they're trying to portray, I'm like, what a terrible miscast. That looks nothing like or the person. And I get so I get fixated on it. I get mad about it and it, and I, and I get, like angry that that someone casted this younger person who looks nothing like the adult actor that they're trying to portray even and it messes up my enjoyment of the movie even children of people like you're like this child looks nothing at all and i know kids you know genetics are are, you know the genetic pool is wild but kids that look nothing like either of the parents in a movie and i'm like when they do because then when they do cast someone that looks like a child of of the actor you're like Oh wow, they did a really good job. I, I guess they sometimes someone that looks really like the the person playing their parent. It's just a weak movie to me when that happens. Yeah, that sometimes. Happens a lot. Can I tell you a scene in a movie that's been haunting me for twenty two years? Yeah, twenty three years. Oh yeah, let's hear it. In the nineteen ninety nine film, she's all that, starring Rachel Lee Cook and Freddie Prinze Jr. Right about now, the prom scene. Funk soul brother, check it out now. Usher's just like, all right, time to practice that, or time to do that dance we practice. And I'm like, okay, so uh, high school just practiced the whole choreographed dance for their prom and then they everyone just starts dancing that throws me off that bothers hey, you dude, that i understand you have to off. suspend your belief when watching 
a movie and take it for what it is. But for me, it's that miscast of the younger person That's a good that one. always bothers me. Uh, for a lot of people today, it's that weak, deep fake that just doesn't look good. That bad special effect that should have never been there. Like uh, I even think of a mis a miscasting of a character for me. Like the new this is a good topical one because the new uh, Fantastic Beast is coming out next month, which I'm very excited about. And I always thought that they using Johnny Depp as one as the main villain totally threw off the vibe for me of the film. I know what they were going for. I know he's a big name. I know he's an odd guy. But in my mind, having Johnny Depp in this movie totally ruined it. And Dude. now the fact that Johnny Depp went through all his personal shit and they removed him from the film, the guy that they've now chosen for the third movie to replace, to be Grindelwald, I'm super excited about this movie now because now it, like, it makes the most sense to me. Johnny Depp as Willy I've never been a oh, Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka guy, yeah. but I thought that was the weakest shit. Like him being casted as that tuned me out from the get-go. Yeah. Like, and so, I know you had, you had the uh, Gene Wilder version to kind of I did, but up. I was never a big fan where I was like real, you know, real nerdy about yeah. who's going to play the role. I just thought he was such a weak casting, even it though was, I, I liked the guy, but such a weak casting for that role. You know, I felt like they tried to force him into it because it was a Tim Burton sort of thing where it didn't even seem right, where I, it sort of distracted me from yeah. enjoying the film. Like, yeah. So everybody yeah. has their, His this deep fake was terrible. And I'm just basically asking you, what is yours? And what are your moments that, yeah, you know what? I couldn't get past that. It was horrible. And you notice that now more than ever before. Cause you look back from today's standpoint, how bad the special effects were in the eighties. It's just ridiculous. Oh, and my sister brings up a good one. And I agree with my sister in inventing Anna. I could not get past that terrible accent. I, it was hard for me. But to I, like think get that past. Was, I think that was the point. Yeah, but it sucked. I couldn't. I hated it. Yeah, so I think, I the, point was, I I think the point was because in real life she had a confusing accent. So yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, I think that was the whole point. I don't think people realize that. that point or not, I hated it. Like I, I was like, this is this is the worst. There's, there's two misplaced items in famous movies or TV shows. Could we know that I see co- popping up on some of these biggest movie mistake lists? Oh, is it the coffee cup and? Game of Thrones. Thrones. There was a coffee cup on the table in Game of Thrones, and there was a car. Starbucks. And there was a car in the background during a Braveheart horse chase. It was a vehicle. So you know, there's a couple of those where it's like, yeah, I guess back then it wasn't as well. Game of Thrones. It was easy to CGI. Maybe it was just a little Easter egg. Um, As far as unrealistic, there's two things that popped into my mind. I referenced it the other day because I loved him when I was a kid. You know my uh, my feelings about Steven Seagal. In the movie Hard to Kill. Thank you, Spot. In which movie? What movie? Hard to Kill. Not to be confused with Mark for Death. Or Above the Law. Or Under Siege. Or Under Siege 2. Was that actress's name again? Under Siege. Under Siege, who came out of Ella of Alaniac? Something Alaniac. Oh, Erica Alaniac. Erica Alaniac. Camino, in the movie Hard to Kill, Steven Seagal sees the local politician and the mob making a deal. So as you know, the storyline is that he's going to expose them. He has it on audio and videotape. They F him up. He ends up, they think they kill him. And then the doctor's like, Mason Storm has a pulse. They're like, let's keep it secret. So he's secretly in a coma 
for <laughs> seven years seven as years. John Doe with a beard. He wakes up and it's like George W. Bush is George Bush Sr.'s president. <gasps> they see the news like seven years has passed within a week. Let me take you to the bank, Senator Chen. Yeah, Senator Chief realized Senator Vernon Trent promises no new taxes and you can take that to the bank. Then he realizes, wait a minute, seven years ago, because I have my memory from seven years ago, um, after being in a coma for seven years, that the guy in the videotape said, I'm going to take you to the bank. So within a week, Steven Seagal, after being in a coma for seven years, is in the highest tip-top martial arts shape after being in a coma for seven years. He's not going to be flat in slow motion. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and the other one, I I know it's a movie. I I think that's why they specifically in Kill Bill address that. Because she got out of the coma. Remember, she couldn't walk. She couldn't move. Yeah. (laughs) So she's like sitting in the car. She's like, wiggle your big toe. Dude. Hey, sometimes you can't get past it. That's really the point of the conversation. What's your Catherine Keener is the question. What's your Catherine Keener? Kavino, there's a movie I love that we, I think you probably love it too. But. I, it, it was it was hard to really buy in, even though you freaking love the people in it. Face off with Nick Cage and Travolta. Like, do we have to pretend that they just fucking swap faces? Like, I there mean, was a surgeon that good that's like, now I'm Travolta, now I'm Nick Cage. That's that's like it had the sci-fi element that this technology existed. That's okay. I know. I but like that. That that's fine. That didn't bother me because you're like, okay, this is a world where this, uh, you know clandestine surgery exists clandestine. where they can swap faces and change the structure. They, they explain it in the movie. They explain it. That's okay. Yo, Cove, Mark hit us up with a good one. In Independence Day, are we supposed to be cool that Will Smith could just randomly fly in an alien spaceship like, yo, I got this. <laughs> well, they had the, the instructions. It's like a, it had controls. Yeah. Not hey, wait, the aliens crashed their spaceship. Ah, Will, Will Smith, don't worry. I, can, I, I know how to fly alien spaceships. See, but again, here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, because, again, we live in, like, cancel culture where everyone's opinion matters, and you want to write, write negative reviews and Yelp reviews and get everybody in trouble and fired. When you thought about Will Smith flying his thing, you probably said, you know what? I was all in until that happened. Now I'm mad about it, and that part sucked. But you moved on with your life. I think now what we're seeing is a bunch of people not moving on with their life. They go to Twitter. They go to blogs. They go to fucking whatever social media, whatever Reddit thing they're on, whatever forum, whatever group, and they start disparaging the shit out of this stuff. I think it depends on the what's around it, too. Like the, the movie Independence Day, I think, is a bad example because they built up so much disbelief, suspension of disbelief throughout the entire film. There's a freaking alien invasion going on. I agree. I agree. Those are two so bad the fact, examples. So the fact that a fighter are, pilot... That was too much for whoever said that. And he you know? even says in the in the movies, like it, uh, Jeff Goldblum says to him, "You really think you can fly that thing?" And then Will Smith says back to him, "You really think you can do all that shit you just said?" So it's like you know, everyone, it's it's the beauty of of a movie. So you, yeah. there's situations where you can't blur the two. There's situations where a movie creates this whole thing, like in a face off, where there's this technology that you can switch faces. That's one thing. But to have something so far-fetched in comparison to everything else in the movie or defying the law of physics when you're in a physics-based world makes no sense. You know when it's sad, though? It's sad when... That's why I brought up Fast and the Furious. When you were a kid and you thought that was like the coolest part of the movie... But then you see it as an adult from today, and you're like, yeah, that looks so bad. How did I ever think that was awesome? I, I think but, any 
action movie, Cavino. You know, sometimes you could go over a pothole or a curb and you and your car is fucked up. But the wear and tear they put in car chases, like you do have to dispel. You do have to like just put aside any common common sense. Be like, oh yeah, of course. The car flew through the air, landed, bounced a few times, kept going. You know, like it. Car, cars are very durable in action movies, if you've noticed. Well, that's the. Uh, we'll take your feedback too, but that's the story. People are really furious. Well, about they should. They should Catherine relax. Keener, the young Catherine Keener, and the terrible special effects. The terrible deep fake. And that's the other thing, too. Like, people have different expectations now because they're able to do this stuff maybe even better than what they're seeing on a bigger platform. So they're furious about it. I found a list that might be fun I mean, to wrap with. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, are you like, really dude, there's a guy really on TikTok f- who does a better deep fake Tom Cruise. Oh, I love deep fake Tom Cruise. Yeah. Have you ever seen his deep fake Tom Cruise? At Some guy on TikTok. Tom Cruise, yeah. It's better than what we saw in this movie. But, so people like have no patience for why, it. Yeah. Why are people so like, why do people care? <laughs> I don't know. Like why are I, people so, I, I saw it, but like in comparison to the rest of the movie, it didn't ruin it for me. No, I didn't even notice it. That's how, Stop you know, it. whatever. Um, this is a list of people on social media sharing unrealistic moments in movies and television that annoy them. Here's, okay. the, here's deep fake Tom. Perfect. Cruise. Spot has deep fake Tom Cruise. Deep fake Tom Cruise. He said, "You know, Mister Movie Star, are you nervous?" I said, "No, Mister uh, Mister Gorbachev, I'm not nervous. I don't." He goes, "Well, remember how much a polar bear weighs?" I said, "Polar bear?" He said, "Enough to break the ice." <laughs> Right? Not bad. Not bad. That's a fake Tom Cruise on film. Yeah. On TikTok. On TikTok. Way better than fucking Catherine Keener in The Adam Project. They should have gotten deep fake Tom Cruise guy. So here are a list of things that annoy people that they've shared on social media. Number one, when people order food in a restaurant and then leave before it arrives. Happens all the time. Like people sit down, they order food. They're like, they have a conversation they get up and leave. And like, we're supposed to forget, wait, they sat down to eat, but they just left. You know what else they do in movies? And I found out why. And there's probably a reason why for this in movies. I never noticed this. I saw this on like TikTok or something in movies. You never hear someone have a conversation on the phone and say goodbye. You see and hear the conversation and that's it. You never hear him say, okay, well, bye later. Okay. Bye. I mean, never because for years when, you, never said when you got 22 vocal. minutes of, of, of time to present like a show wasted element wasted. That's they cut, they cut every second count. So they cut that out. So because that always ends up on the cutting room floor and always, always is edited out. They just don't even have it in the script anymore oh, yeah. because they know it's never going to make the cut. Is that why you never said goodbye on a phone call for like our entire friendship? Yeah. yeah. Because of movies. I don't got time. You don't got time. Edit. Yo, Spot, did you post that clip on Instagram? Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I wanted to see if you were... Kavino? Okay, cut. Edit. Edit. So, Rich, think about it. The only reason I bring that up is because maybe that has something to do with it. Like, you want to see, like, the guy like, oh, this is tasty. Like, that's not part of the dialogue. Yeah. Um, 
Juicy. Juicy. Well, Kavita, it's interesting you would say that because it's uh juicy fruit. Think, think about when we do even ra- live radio or podcasting. On Fox, when we take phone calls, you really do want to get past the, hey, hello, what's your name? Where are you from? All right, cool. Hey, good to see you guys. Like, you want to cut out the, you know, get to your point. Cut out the fact. Get to the meat. And, and if you're doing a movie or a TV show where you have less time, someone taking a bite into their burger and be like, hey, can I get some ketchup? That's never going to make the script because they're going to cut that shit out anyway. Yeah, why is the uh, waiter always available when they ask? Number two. Because it has to be snappy. Things, Takes me forever. Things that annoy people in movies and TV. Number two. Can you hack this super secure server? Ten seconds of tapping on a keyboard. I'm in. <laughs> Someone always gets super secure server. No problem. I mean, you just don't have the tools to do it. I'm in. That is true. Number three, waking uh, women waking up in bed always with a full face of makeup. I'm talking eyeliner, lipstick. I seriously want to know how this happens. Uh, let's see. Number four, doctors doing everything in a medical setting. Scanning, setting up IVs, interpreting brain MRIs. Nurses, radiographers, who? Like insinuating that the doctor does it all. And in a medical setting, there's specialists for every one of these things. But in a TV show, the doctor is like doing all this shit. That's why I love the ER. They're very realistic. Women in fight scenes, keeping their hair down. We all know that every time a girl fights, she has to put her hair back. Yeah, every girl in a movie fights with her hair down, flopping around. I love yeah, she puts it up in a ponytail. Yeah. That's when you know she's ready. To get yeah. Go time. Go did, you see, time. did you see that meme? Spot. What is it? Which meme? I'm, I'm going to show you right now. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to CNR. It's, like, it's a good meme to go along with what you guys just said. All right. I'll read a couple more, Kavino. Good guy jumps behind some furniture. Bad guy unloads a thousand rounds into it. And none of the bullets hit the guy because he's hiding behind a couch. A couch. Sounds like a Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Don't shoot me. Leave me alone. Yeah, this, I see this. This might be the number one answer on the board. Because this annoys me. Mom prepares a breakfast feast for everyone. Eggs, bacon, pancakes. Kids and dad walk by the kitchen, take one bite of something, put it down and go, I'm running late. And they all leave. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's so funny, that. dude. That's so funny. Mom's, and, got, and we, mom's got stacks of pancakes, omelets, everything. Oh, thank you, honey. I'm running late. And the kid, everyone just leaves. Takes a Everyone sip of, leaves the, sip the, of OJ. the food all over there. And what a bunch of wasted food. And you know what, Rich? Again, the other point of this is we all notice these things. And sometimes they bother us. Sometimes we can't get past it. And it ruins the experience. But we move on with our lives. Now people just slam the shit out of it until it's ruined for everybody on social media. The internet really makes it hard for you to look past these things now. It brings too much light to the things that you sort of just looked past before. Women in sex scenes always wearing matching bras and panties. By the way, Carrie Kuhneman brings up a good point. I hacked that computer at the uh, karaoke place. That is true. I was in and, I was in and out in three seconds. A part-time waitress or an administrative assistant or people with more entry-level jobs, Kavino, living in pretty sweet apartments and housing. And I know that was always the biggest criticism of the TV show Friends, because well, based on their it. careers, they're living in a place that 
no way on earth any of them could afford like the, it, and and that's also in most sitcoms that are in big cities they got these people like yeah like on how i met your father which by the way the finale was on last night i'll, t- I'll tell you about it later hold on how they I do met- it but they do address that in friends yeah because it was it was rent control because they they got their aunt's apartment and they were able to kind of keep it in the family and if you know anything about new york rent control if someone has an apartment from the 20s the mm-hmm. rent goes up like a dollar every year but Kavino, the uh, on how I met your father, the two people sharing the big apartment that's like the center apartment that used to be Marshall and Lily's apartment on how I met your mother. That the apartment's one of the crossovers between the shows. Yeah, the one dude's an Uber driver and aspiring musician, and the other guy is like a bar manager, and they have this sweet apartment. And you're like, that? Come on, come on, can't be living there. I'll give you like one or two more. We noticed this because we were way into the zombie shit over the last like five years or so. Yeah. Women's underarms and eyebrows and w- all women in a post-apocalyptic world seem to somehow have clean-shaven legs and makeup and blush and un- clean pits and everything. I see people in this town without clean-shaven pits. I know. Like, think of how we'd all look in a real apocalypse. Yeah, that, was, that started to become noticeable and aggravating on The Walking Dead. It's like, yeah, Maggie looks, Maggie, Maggie looks like she's ready for date night. <laughs> it's like, yo, you're in an apocalypse. How much, how much bush must be in the apocalypse? Lots of bush. Lots Gavin of Russell. Russell. They're performing every night. Mm-hmm. Any others you want to, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, before we move no, on. But I, I want to get, there's a lot of rando news. And then I, I know we have a friend in need. So I want me to just bust through the rando news of the day real quick. Hold on. Fight. This is a good one. Fight scenes. Kavino. With multiple attackers. They never attack the good guy all at once. They all take their turns like, who's next? (laughs) Kills this guy. Then the next guy's like, huh? (laughs) I love that. One at a time. The the bad guys like to attack one at a time. Again, but we moved on with our lives. Now the internet's trying to, I guess they're trying to change. So if we really want to think deeper, not wider, we go one step deeper, right? Well, what does that mean? That means that eventually the internet is going to get its way. Like a movie's going to come out and every guy's going to take their turn. Right. <laughs> and the internet's going to be like, they're going to cancel this movie. They're like, yeah, the movie was great until they did that fucking Kung Fu scene. Everyone took their turn. That shit was bullshit. I fucking hated it. And then everyone is like, yeah, it fucking suck, 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 suck. <laughs> so eventually the, yeah. the, the creators of the next film, they, they, they feel the temperature of the public. And they're like, you know what? That guy's bum rushed and he's bum rushed next time. And there's no more suspension of belief. And you're going to see people eating burgers saying juicy in movies because the internet, which is where we live, hates it. You know, what never happens. You know, what never happens. Kavino in action movies, airbags going off in cars. Yeah, they don't exist. Car that's goes a, off a bridge and lands and somehow still drives. Airbag, not deployed. A, I love that scene in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where it was uh, uh, Brad Pitt versus uh, Bruce Lee. <laughs> and Bruce Lee was like doing all this, thing, like, you know, the, the fake kung fu. And then Brad Pitt just takes him and throws him against the car door because he's like, your fancy kung fu shit doesn't mean anything. What about this one for anyone? Can we know in the anyone? medical world? <laughs> I, lo- I love that scene, okay. Spotty. I really do. I just think, I think the Bruce Lee guy should have kept his sunglasses on the whole time because right. he didn't look enough like Bruce Lee to me. Anyone oh, in the medical world, anyone in the medical world will tell you, you can't just yank out your IV when you're about to go fight someone. Like people in movies, <laughs> like just like, I'm out of this hospital. 
and they just yank, like yank all their fucking things out. You can't do that. that you, you, yeah, that's why I, I remember. <laughs> I, I can't remember what movie or show it was. Ah, someone someone <laughs> ripped out their IV and then blood just started shooting out because that's what would happen. You're you're taking a, a, something yeah. out of a vein that's just going to start oozing. I mean, we see that all the time. One more, one more. Hold okay, on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Someone gets hit in the head. They lose consciousness. And like a minute later, it's like nothing happened. Right. Uh, two people brought up the same example in the chat. The Sonic the Hedgehog. Remember that? The internet yeah. went hard against Sonic the Hedgehog. The CGI Because of, remember it was his teeth? Yeah. They're like, why does he have these weird teeth and all this? And then they redid the entire movie just to satisfy all the complainers. And then, you know what, though? It, it did work. And they're coming out with the second one now. Right. Jim Carrey's in it. So I like that first Sonic. I thought it was pretty good. Now, this is before we get into the random news spot. I'm, I'm going to put you on a mission, but it really messed with me. I saw something on TikTok and it was like, you're never going to watch movies or TV shows the same way again. I don't want to be ruined. And it was. um it was along the lines of everything you hear in a film or TV show is put in there in post-production. Oh, yeah. I think people know that. I know. But when you see this guy like recreate walking down the street and then he just like cues the birds yeah, and then he cues his footsteps and then he cues like, you know, all the sound effects. You're like, Oh shit. When not, you start to realize yeah. that and you watch everything, like every little sound you hear in a movie, you know, is fake. Because and once you realize that, you're like, was that a good sound effect? Yeah. And it fucks with you a little bit. Microfo- as for someone in the sound world, uh, I, maybe I'm just more aware of it because I'm in the sound world. But it's, I believe it's called Foley. It's, they're using all these different devices to create natural sound effects. Because when you're f- filming something, your microphone is, is focused on the voices in the movie. Right. You might have some ambient noise. But usually that's taken out because you don't want that ruining the vocal track. So everything else, like, you know, tapping against a wall, a door closing, all of the everything in a movie. Rich, look it up on TikTok. It's a guy walking around. Just look up sound effects in movies. It's if you could find it, send it to spot. Because honestly, it did change the way I look at things. I'm like, you know, the guy puts his cup down. I'm like, that was a little dramatic of a sound effect for just putting his cup down, you know? I, I notice these things now because yeah. of that. Well, you, you, these are things that you have to just put aside. You know how you were saying that no one says goodbye here, on a telephone call in a movie or TV show. No yeah. one says goodbye because it's just it's it's just here's an example. It's clutter. It's it's extra. What you hear? We are storytellers with sound. Over here we have a feather duster used for bird bird wings. We bring sound into the story, and we can create any mood with that sound. When you watch a film, much of what you're hearing was created from Yeah, but once you have that conscious thought, it fucks with you a little bit. Yeah, well, you know what? You see this, uh, Kavino, when you go to Universal Studios in Florida or California, there's that little tour you go on where they get volunteers Mm -hmm. like, all right, you get over here, little kid. You're going to be the rain. And the kid's like dropping pebbles on a bucket. And it's like, that's the rain sound effects. And someone else is like, all right, you do this. That's the thunder. And you see how these things are made. It's pretty cool. You shake those metal sheets and that's thunder. I love that. Yeah. But again, you don't want to be, you don't want to have those conscious thoughts when you're just trying to enjoy. No, that's why you have to put it aside. And there's one more, Kavino, that I used to uh, joke about with you. I even joked about it when I, uh, did stand-up comedy for like a minute. The whole... Hey, hey, hey. The, the whole... Sebastian Maniscalco opened for you. Yeah, he did. Sebastian Maniscalco ever, did open for Don't ever for sell him. yourself short. It was... You uh, opened for Joe Coy, bro. You I, opened yeah, for Joe I opened Coy. for Joe Coy. 
By the way, those are two bragging rights you should use a lot more often. Like on a resume. Yeah, on a resume. Yeah, like uh, people I'd love to tout their accolades. Those are two major accolades in the entertainment world. Put those on a fucking uh, put those in the in your bio. Yeah, I'm not going to be bragging about it for people you. Lie. You, should get, people, you should bring that up more often. People bend and exaggerate their truths all the time to be cooler than they are. You're actually cool. So I've been on tour comedy with Sebastian Maniscalco yes. and Joe Coy. Yes, it's true. Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Oh, man, you ain't kidding. My wow. resume's sweet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I talked about this when I used to do stand up. Where, where does the jizz go? You guys just make fun of me. Where does the jizz go? They talk about how in every sex scene, no one ever reaches for a condom. So they're all having unprotected sex. And then when it's over, they're just rolling around. Like where did, where did the jizz go? Is my punchline. In the future, you'll, you'll see it in a film because the internet will demand. I, I assume demand it. You know how in, like in porns, they don't actively put the condom on and then you're watching and all of a sudden you're like, it's a condom. Yeah, but but spot. I'm saying in a, if there's a uh, scene where they come back from a restaurant and they're like on a, in a date scene, and all of a sudden I just they're, they so they're, they're the guys like being all sexual and aggressive, and he she he pushes her against the door. They're making out passionately. They roll onto the bed together, and then yeah, they just let just fly. That's that's it. By the way, we all agree. Let it fly, we, bro. We all agree. We, we just go, let it fly. We go to the next clip when we see a condom, right? Right. Okay, just making sure. Condom. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm looking for suspension I, and disbelief. No, that throws I, me I, off. I have a new theory. Some, sometimes I'll watch one. That's, with, you know what? That's my movie thing. When I see condoms and porn, done. Um, nice. I'm I'm pretty sure, Spot. That's a good one, Spot. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure. Already, I'm, or, you got to get on the internet, Spot, and complain about it. Or when dudes wear shirts. I'm like, just take your fucking shirt off. You know what? I was all in until that guy put a condom on. No, I'm I, tuned out now. I uh, I feel the opposite now. I may have changed my mind spot. Want to know why? Or like when the girl pr- pulls the bra down and just doesn't just take off the fucking bra. No, I uh, that I, is the best example. Honestly, <laughs> your condom moment is what how people felt about that deep fake in the Adam Project. I I somehow think maybe that makes it more realistic. Like, oh, she this is like this really is amateur. Uh, that's gross. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a bra I'm dog. Offended when I see that. I am. I like it raw. You're, oh, baby, yeah. I like it raw. <laughs> By the way, Stu Hotwagner brings up a good one. I provide the Foley sound effects for spray spray paint. In oh, you're films. you're fantastic. <laughs> you also, <laughs> I hear you're doing sound effects for the new uh, Jetsons film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it without laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. I do all that. But honestly, when you consciously realize these things, it takes the fun out of it because you got to have that suspension of belief. And when it, when you're taken out of it because it's bad acting, a bad wig. Yo, remember that Selena remake on Netflix? Oh, with uh, Christian Serratos? How much backlash did it get, Spot? Because they were saying the wigs were so bad. When you notice some shit like that and it takes you out of the the movie, out of the fantasy, out of the, out of the you know moment, it ruins the experience. And we all have those sort of things that bother us. Condoms for you and porn condoms, bad wigs and, and Selena, you know, bad deep fakes. The thing is most of us move on with our lives in today's world. It seems like people like people want to like just destroy it on social media. Right. All right. So I'm going, speaking I'm, of Selena, what? I'm crusading against condoms. That's my thing. Nice spot. Get into the rando news real quick. <laughs> Because right. uh, there's a few stories Sorry. that we could breeze into, and then we have a quick friend to need if we have time. Stop it. Stop it. 
Wait, now I forget where I am. All right. Rando News. 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 Hey, speaking of Selena, Rich. Speaking of Selena. Selena's. They did that Netflix series, Bad Wigs, but I enjoyed it. Oh, two things bothered me. It screams low budget, takes me out of the moment where you just want to be involved in the script and the story, and you're noticing that's a terribly looking young Selena. Like when young Selena doesn't look like old Selena, oh, like yeah. I'm mad about it. I notice it, yeah, but I don't complain about it. The so best, anyway, Selena's in the news. The best is when they nail the kid actor looking identical, like. To me, that's like casting to a the, to the highest degree. When you see the young version of that person and it's really good, you're like, "Wow, they really like, like they nailed it." Like how, uh, like this is us to me, is the best at that. Like young no, the Kevin, young Ryan Reynolds. I mean, gotta give him credit. The Adam Project. I thought that kid was great. Yeah, but when um, they, yeah, when they do the younger person, it's fantastic. I think he nailed Selena's in the news actually, so that's why I was doing the uh, transition. Twenty seven years after Selena's death, anything for you, Selena's. Uh, they're putting out a new album, a new Selena album. They're taking a lot of the vocals from my understanding and putting it to different music genre. Oh, like just remixing a lot of her stuff really. So 27 years after her death, a new Selena album coming soon, coming next month. Selena's family accused of trying to profit off posthumous album. I can never yeah, say that people, word. You know what though? Posthumous you can say all you want. Posthumous. Abraham. His name's Abraham, right? Yeah. You know, Abraham's, uh, you know, cashing in on Selena's gold mine and her catalog, but it's a remix album. But dude, her, oh, the okay. fans want more Selena. What the fuck? Her brother, uh, A.B. Quintanilla, says it's a con- crazy concept album. Remixed all her vinyls uh, with Vinyl. EDM world arp, uh, and key- keyboards. I made her flow to cumbia, normal songs that were not normally recorded in cumbia. That's that style of music. So that's kind of cool. So, um, Rich, I don't know if you saw this, but our boys, and we'll, we'll take feedback on any of these stories, but our boy Evan Roberts was in the news. I don't know if you saw this. I did not. Carton and Roberts were apparently, apparently... <laughs> Apparently, Apparently, the first to break the story or figure out the rules and and state the obvious, really, it's like their whole take was, how is nobody talking about this? Oh, about the... Any Mets or Yankees that are unvaccinated, as of now, according to the rules, will not be able to play any home games at Yankee Stadium or City Field, oh. a la Kyrie Irving. And no one thought of this until Evan Roberts? No, apparently they broke the story. They're like, you know, we did, we, cause they were shocked themselves oh, that no one's talking about this. So like we went over, over every rule and so is this from today? This was yesterday oh, but- like, and we broke it down. They're like, they're not playing. There's just no way until they do something about it. So if a Yankees unvaccinated or met is unvaccinated there, they can't play home games. I think they can. They're saying, and it's, it was all over the news. They can't. No one's made oh, that clear, but they can't. So that's according to Carton and Roberts. And again, every news outlet that ran with the story yesterday. Yeah, well, we'll give them a little props. What did they say here, uh, Spot? Play the audio. Evan and Carton. And I've double-checked this on multiple levels, and I've gotten the same answer everywhere I've gone to check. Okay, Evan? As of right now today, 
today. New York Yankee and New York Met players who are unvaccinated will not be allowed inside their respective locker rooms and clubhouses, nor can they play home games at Yankee Stadium or at City Field. Period. Stop. That is the current ordinance in New York. Yeah, the no, no one's talking about it. Chicago I think everyone was, everyone was concerned with the baseball season starting again that we forget Kyrie could play out of his mind and go drop 60 points. Did you see the highlights last night? He was in a zone I've never seen a guy in a zone in a, in a long time. Kyrie was in a fucking zone. And if he can't play in Brooklyn yet and they're still working it out, that also means that we're going to have a lot of like, hmm, which Mets or which Yankees are not vaccinated conversation very soon. Again, as as of now. And and they go on to continue to say that, like, yeah, we can't believe no one else is talking about this. So props to Carton and Roberts, our good pal. We used to do Maxim Radio with Evan Roberts. Nice to see him. Uh, Bob Saget in the news again yesterday. According to the Orange County Sheriff's Office, they're saying that when he died in his hotel room, he hit his head and obviously fractured his skull, which called caused some bleeding on something that was hard, but covered with something soft. Right. Which so two things went to my the first thing that went through my mind was he fell forward, hit his head on on a tub that was covered with like a towel that you know how they always laid a towel mm-hmm. like over the tub. Yeah, yeah. But then they go on to say like like a carpet. How the hell you fracture your skull that way? But that's they, what they're saying. They said it was consistent with the, the headboard design. Like the headboard was hard but covered in something. So they're thinking it might have been the headboard. The, the, I read I, the like, story I read said like a carpet. Well, no, they I, I said I saw it maybe there was an updated version of it, but what I okay. saw it was like the way the headboard was designed, it kind of stuck out a little bit at a weird angle, maybe. So I think that would have been it. So again, Rich, the update is he hit his head on something hard. Yeah. That's covered by something soft. So a towel on a tub or a, or cushion on a headboard. Yeah, that, which is, is the worst. And yeah, it sucks. I, I, I do have a question. Yeah. They showed the last picture of Bob Saget ever taken, and it was the valet doing a selfie. I think some young kid named Oscar is like, yo, Bob Saget <laughs> with a selfie. Do you think that kid's like, Yo, I changed the trajectory of Bob Saget's night. Like, if I never stopped him for a selfie, he wouldn't have went to his room at the same time. He like, you can't no. think that way, but he's got to feel a little weird, no? Like, no, I hope not. No. If if so, he's beating himself up for no reason. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, those things they cross your mind. I'm not, I'm not dismissing it. Like, it never crossed his mind. It probably crossed his mind, but. To beat yourself up about and that, nah. it's like you can't backtrack a series of events. No, I'm just saying the the fact that he he did change the trajectory of Bob Saget's night by three seconds, and you never know. Maybe that three seconds is Bob Saget not slipping on a carpet in the bathtub or something. You know, like a little, but I a guess little they, towel. Again, I'm I'm sort of dumbing it down a million times, but the way I understand it is, well, how did the guy fracture his skull? But there's no like noticeable like you know, cuts and stuff on his, on his face, right? Or on his head. I guess that's how they figure it out. So, yeah, you know what? I would say the headboard is a sad answer, but I think towel on the tub is, I think towel on the tub might be the most likely based on what they're saying. The the force, the force, 
you know, hung over the edge of the of the bathtub. Yeah, it's not it's normal for a bathroom. Towel yeah. over the tub. Yeah. Towel over the tub. Boom. Yeah, and they put the little soap on it. Little. Yeah. So sad story that you can never unwrap again, when your hands are wet. Continue to get details from. Yo, dude, Baker Mayfield was in the news yesterday when I was flying over here. He basically said his farewell to Cleveland. It doesn't mean he's done or that he's gone. And he wanted to make it very clear that I'm not trying to be cryptic in any weird way. I just want to thank the city of Cleveland for welcoming me, accepting me for being me. I had great years here, accepting my family. And I just want to say, no matter what happens, Cleveland, like I love and respect you and you'll always be in my heart. And of course, you know, Deshaun Watson was meeting with Cleveland and things like that. We don't know what's going to happen to Baker Mayfield, but he did send a farewell as of yesterday. You talked to me about, uh, the bachelor finale and how would you want to be the girl? That's the runner up like, Oh, I still love you. Or like on love is blind. The black dude mm-hmm. married the, the black girl, but he liked that Mallory girl first. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to be the runner up? Like Mallory. if Deshaun Watson is like, nah, to Cleveland, Mallory Keaton. does Baker Mayfield have a gripe? Like oh, fuck you guys. Like, or does he just have to accept like, yeah, I'm just happy. I'm a starting quarterback. Well, I think he, you know, he's probably trying to see what's up with Indianapolis. You know, I know there's a few cities that he'd want to play in and give it one more go at. There's a there's a handful of quarterbacks, Kavino, that I'm so curious what the league, not you and I, not the fan, like how do the leagues assess Garoppolo versus Kaepernick versus Deshaun Watson versus uh, versus Baker and Mayfield? Like, there's a lot of guys that are in that same. They're not elite. They're not bad. They're right there. And it's like Deshaun Watson is probably better than all of them. But he also comes with with, you know, some not great press right now. He didn't have a great year or so. Let's be honest. As far Which, as by like, the way, I never thought of it this way. Like Deshaun Watson is a great player, but he has a lot of accusations that were were, I guess, dropped. Right. Because they didn't have enough evidence. Um, yet we're still wondering if Colin Kaepernick is a possibility. I, it, dude, it's the, it's the same as, uh, you might as well, yeah, wear a mask to the hostess stand, but don't wear a mask at the 200 person seated restaurant. I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's the, inconsi- I understand Deshaun Watson is a, a better player and, and better probably game shape. And, and charges were dropped, but there were 20 something women that came forward and said yeah, Deshaun Watson like was, that's you know. wild how we're going to just look right past that. And you're, you're thinking there's a little smoke there still. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're still wondering if Kaepernick's going to play anywhere. That's, that's kind of interesting. You know, again, if he's not in game shape and he's not good, I get that. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, Rich, I don't know, Wasn't, man. It, wasn't it 22 women? Am I wrong about that? It was a lot. Yeah, I don't I th- know if I it was 22, that, but it was a lot. Look up the number spot, if you don't mind, how many women had accusations. Um, so, yeah, Mayfield wrote this really heartfelt sort of goodbye. Yeah. It, it, no, it, hey, there's a chance he'll stay there. But again, he knows that he wasn't their first choice at this point, but he did say goodbye and thank you. And I think he put it into really good words too, because yeah, he, they did accept Cleveland did accept Mayfield for who he was. And I think that's cool about Mayfield. The one thing I like about him is he did bring up an attitude to that team, you know, and just didn't work out the way they wanted it to. It is by the way, 22 women have, yeah. have a, uh, at some point came forth about Deshaun Watson and and we're going to look past that like that just because they didn't have enough evidence. 
It's a, by the way, it's, a, it's official that the new Monday Night Football voices will be Joe Buck and Troy Aikman reuniting from Fox. Wow. Both Wait, getting paid Troy a ton Aikman? of money. I thought that was the white Jay-Z. Yeah, the white Jay-Z, Troy Aikman, and Joe Buck taking their award-winning number one Fox broadcast team to ESPN for Monday Night Football. So that's a big deal. But, Kavino, when you look around the NFL and you look at what quarterbacks are left, who would you, if you're Indianapolis or some of the teams still lingering, figuring out their quarterback spot, Cleveland, who would you want? Would you want Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson? Like who? Uh, I know that if New Orleans goes after someone, then all of a sudden Jameis Winston might be interested in Indianapolis. System, you know, who complements that system is is the question. Who's who's the best for that team? I don't know, man. Like Garoppolo with the Steelers, I think that works. To be honest, I think it does work. It just looks weird to me, but I, I agree with you. I think he does work for that team now. What about uh, your boy yesterday? Uh, I know you and your brother, Tudmaster Tommy, both love Tyrod Taylor. Got signed by the yeah. Giants, but as a as a as a stopgap, right? As more of a like, yeah. hey, we don't have we, we don't believe in Daniel Jones necessarily. We're not giving up on him hundred percent. But Tyrod Taylor, if you want the starting job, earn it, and yo, know, maybe you make some noise, right? So until they could get another pick, yeah, for sure. Um, if you're I'm, Indianapolis, I'm still, sorry, I'm still fixated on how the public can't look past the deep fake in the Adam project, but they could look past the Sean Watson. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. Hey, um, this guy gambled. This guy gambled on his team to win in the NFL. You're out of here. 22 women come forward. Ah, and again, it, Hey man, maybe, Different tra- I know. maybe he is innocent and I like to think that he is, but like that's sort of hard to just sort of forget about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tyrod Taylor. Good for him. He's a giant. If, if you're Any in the if, football news, cause I got another baseball update. Well, I was going to say, if you are, if you are a football fan, like if you do look around the league, like look at the North, right? Yeah. Burrow, you're set with him. Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. You're set with him. Pittsburgh and Cleveland is Pittsburgh going forward with Trubisky. Like, do you feel like that's the plan or are they still possibly thinking about someone else? You know, they gave him money. Um, Indianapolis is a big question mark. The Raiders, this this teams. Then you wonder, Gael Cousins resigned with Minnesota, so he stays. There's still a few teams where you're thinking, like, what does Seattle do? What does Seattle do? Kaepernick. That would be cool as hell, man. That would be a great, yeah, another I, great I story. He's, he's a great backup, I would think, at this point, until proven otherwise, right? Until but, proven otherwise. Yeah, Only because he hasn't played in the league for so many years. Yeah, but if he can prove, I, I think you sign him with the chance to get a to be a starter because I don't think Kaepernick comes back to be a backup and never hit the field. You know, we'll see again. I'm, I'm not saying you hold anything against him. I'm saying, is he in that kind of game shape? Right. Well, we don't know. I don't know. So in other sports news, the Yankees signed Rizzo for two years, 32 million. So Rizzo. yo, I got to tell you this on a side note, talk about, Talk about just the internet going star and buck wild. Bonkers. Again, that's nothing new. Yo, the internet is is destroying Brian Cashman. Destroying this guy. It's crazy, dude. And don't think that I'm. That's just your Yankee algorithm. No one's talking about Brian Cashman. (laughs) Oh, no, dude. You want to make a bet? He was trending on Twitter last night. It was the bachelor and Cashman. 
So like that proves you wrong 100. percent It's not just my algorithm. He was trending last night. I said, why is Brian Cashman trending on Twitter? Because the world and mostly Yankee fans, you're right about that, shitting on the guy. Like here are all the guys we wanted, and we got none of them so far. And when you're signing Rizzo for 32 million dollars, like where's the money for anyone else? 32 million dollars for two. And when you're signing Josh Donaldson who's 36 years old and always hurt to play shortstop. What about all the other guys? Wait, we are you giving Rizzo? Wait, hold on. It's 32 million a year or a two year, 32 million, two year deal, 32 million. I think that's a great, I think you're getting him for a good price. To be honest, you don't I, think Rizzo's I, worth I think. two. You don't now think Rizzo's confusing. worth two years, 32 mil. Let me make sure, Let me double check now. Cause now you're confusing me. Anthony. Rizzo. I mean, you were the guy that's at one point until you were corrected. You were telling people you made $800 a night at Bennigan's. I am that guy. <laughs> yeah, two-year, $32 million contract. That's a great so, deal. You're trying to tell me you don't think Anthony Rizzo is worth $16 million a year? I think he's a solid player. I think he's a really solid, good player. I'll oh, take him. I thought you were talking about Rizzo from uh, Greece. No, that, that, no that's no, a priceless no. spot. Uh, but, man. man, Brian Cashman was getting murdered last night because, again, Freddie Freeman is, Boy, is one of those big names that – People are trying to figure out what's happening. Either way, baseball's happening in April. We're excited about it. So that's just the update there. And fun fact of the day. Spot, I sent it to you. The fun fact of oh, the day. Oh, the fun fact of the day. Fun fact. It's not a Skeletor fun fact. Just a regular fun fact. Let's see. Oh, that's a good one. I feel like we need fun right. fact music. What's good yeah, fun fact fun. music? It's a little fun fact I saw. Oh, fun fact music? I figured I'd share um, it with you. It's good fun, fun fact. Fun fact music? Yeah. And by the way, if you're just signing in just joining us i'm in vegas rich is in la i'm at the vidara this is my my room got my little suite pretty there. he lives there now yeah i didn't want to swoop i got a suite you've taken up permanent residence in the vidara yeah yeah what he's not telling you is he's uh, uh he's auditioning for a lion show this afternoon yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. no he's not going to see ka he's he's, he's auditioning to be in ka. <laughs> he's in it <laughs> lies <laughs> I used to say Cirque du Soleil until I got involved. This is beautiful stuff. You should see me contort my body. I can oh. put my foot in my mouth. All right, ready? I'm uh, fine. Yeah. I'll just put, pull up the fun facts. The average person oh. produces 14 to 23 farts there was one. every day. That's pretty good. And I bring that up because that seemed extremely oh, low to me. Because I looked at my watch. And my watch told me that I had over 10,000 farts in one day, Rich. Fun fact, My pedal meter said I had 10,000 farts. Jordan, uh, Jordan must love that. I, I heard something so dumb yesterday. Fun fact. And it's every day there's one person that took the biggest shit in the United States and they don't even know it. <laughs> that's great. I mean, like, Camino, you ever take, like, one of those where you look in the toilet and you're like, yo, that's got to be two feet long. What did I eat? Oh, where's my poop knife? Yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes I'm amazed because I'm, because it, and it doesn't feel like you'll, you'll, you think it's just like a little bloop. And then you turn around and you look and you're like, what? <laughs> like, it, did it come from inside the hole? Where did it go? Like, I don't understand. Bro, I, I, I don't know worse. You know what's even gross? That didn't More come out of my butt. That stat, Rich? That could have been done by a woman. Yeah. Isn't that I, just, isn't that just a, an appalling I, thought? Uh, I, I've only taken a picture of my own shit once in the last like 10 years. And it was like a couple months ago because I wanted to have it on. If there was ever a, a, a contest for money, 
I was like, I need to enter this picture. So it's in like a secret folder. Like I'm, I, I'm hiding it like porn because I wouldn't want anyone to grossly see it. But I took a picture of a shit I took where I'm convinced. I'm it. convinced it was like two, uh, like a two foot wait, log. And wait, I'm like, wait, hold on. Will you show spot? I don't want to see it. 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 I'm joking. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Nope. Nope. I don't want to see it. Kavito, I almost want to be like, Guinness Book of World Records. I have a photo in my possession. <laughs> Dear Mr. Guinness. So, I mean, yeah, every day. It's probably Sir Guinness. Every day, there's one person that takes the biggest shit, even in their town. Like, Kavino, for all you know, like yesterday, you took the biggest shit in the San Fernando Valley. And nobody knows. No one knows. And nobody, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah that's the, that's the sad part so, about the story. Oh, we should but have yeah. something called shit rankings. Oh. What do you think about that? 14 to 23 times a day, though? Don't you feel like... On a good day, like you could do that in an hour. Depends on the day and depends on what oh, I've been yeah. eating. I mean, then, then you got to you gotta factor in all the women that are like, I don't fart. Certain so. days, I am the gaseous wiener. And like, other days, like today, I haven't farted once. It's like Jordan, zero, Cavino, 48. So 24 is a good average. 10,000 <laughs> farts on my pedo meter, everybody. That room? Now, Spot, hey, you said, since it's way back Wednesday and we talked about the man with bulletproof legs, can you pull up a clip of the Cassius Wiener or no? For, for old time's sake? I worry about NBC. Yeah, NBC is set up ah, shitty. Yeah, okay. The Cassius Wiener was another Conan, like random yeah. character back in the day on Conan O'Brien. But those are great fun facts. That's your rando news of the day. I have uh, something uh, I, I that you said the other day that I wonder if anyone else has has completely got stuck in their head. What? Oh, go ahead. And then I have a deep thought to share as well. All right, good. The other day... And it's not a thought you had. It's a fact that you threw out there based on Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Noggin Still boss. one of the best shows on TV, man. I, I really do love that show. Love it. Love it. I feel like every every shark on that show is like a superhero. Like, I really do. And together, they create a, a, a Voltron of awesome. Because I, I watch that show, and I'm amazed. And I love everything about it. I love how... A lot of these young kids become entrepreneurs because they, they watch the show and they get into it and they make their dreams come true. There's so many great stories and it's done so much for business. Just remember. Jordan asked me one of those weird questions that I tell you she asks me all the time. Who do you think has profited, if, if we had access to their portfolio, has profited the most from their Shark Tank investments? Oh, isn't the so answer got, Damon John? I don't know. Because of Bombas. He has the most successful yeah. deal. Bomba sucks, but I don't know if he has the most By the way, money as a result. You call them superheroes. Just remember, the Batman was just a wealthy guy with uh, claustrophobia. Yeah, that's true. it. True. <laughs> so any, anyone can be a, a superhero. So Shark Tank, Noggin Boss. Go ahead, Noggin Boss. The Noggin Boss. It got me thinking that. He's the Noggin King. I, it got me thinking that I really want that to be my new nickname. The Noggin King. <laughs> Noggin Boss. Those are hats that they sold on Shark Tank. Oversized hats. You They're said something soon. that you're the noggin CEO. I, I I can't get out of my head or on my head like a noggin head. Noggin chairman. You know what of the I can't board. get out of my head, Rich. Hit it. Nah, I can't get that out of my head, bro. Can't get out of my head. Tempus. The Tempus. fact that the average 
booby sizes, double D. So you go to the supermarket now, you Boobies. go to the store, you go to Starbucks, you walk down the street in a non-creepy way, take a look around and be like, wait a minute, go to the gym. Be like, man, is the advertise is everyone got big titties now? Like, what's going on? Dude, I, think about that. If you went back to the 80s, right? You mean to tell me they built a time machine out of a DeLorean? If you went back to the 80s and you told everyone in the 80s, you're, oh, you're like your mullet uncle and your, everyone around there wearing their fucking burnout outfits and living their 80s life. Bogus. Yo, guys, in the future, the average boob size is double D. Everyone in, in the 80s would be like, no way. Gnarly. Awesome. Bogus. Right? There's, it's just because we think of average as like C, like C is average, C cup, average, nice size. No, I always thought B to C was, I thought B yeah. to C. Double D. We learned this on Shark Tank because they were selling oversized booby bras. So, so Pamela, Pamela Anderson, yeah. who we referenced and we said in the 90s had big gazooms. Yeah. She had a, a 34D. And we thought it was astronomical. And we thought it was astronomical. And then she had a boob job and increased to just 34 double D. So yeah, she increased her. She increased it to the average. So so again, there's there's two things that we need to factor in that we didn't yesterday. We we factored in that women are just and people, not just women. People are overweight, right? And that's why. But yeah. remember, you, what fucks with the averages too is a lot of the fakies. True. I went to the gym yesterday. Fakies. And when I'm there, floppers. When I was there doing my. Uh, Deep fakes. Deep fakies. That's, that's a corny exercise I could have been doing. Uh, the gazelle. When I was doing the gazelle. The elliptical. <laughs> like Tony Little. I uh, I took a little look around. I'm like, there was a couple like younger in shape girls that that's had good. big boobies in those sports bras. And I saw a couple overweight people, try, you know, trying to get in shape that had. And I thought to myself, that's not cheeks. that crazy. Like, honestly, I saw... Thin, big, overweight, many a women that were, were had big breasties. Well, uh, even I got a C cup. Yo, it 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 Kavino, it is pretty <laughs> wild. Like I I took note of it and then I was like, yeah, we are discounting how many overweight people there are. And that's not trying to be mean, but overweight people plus younger women, there's something in the water. There's something there's gotta be something in the water. It's because the hormones in the meat. It's gotta be something, because I looked around this gym and I was like, yeah, that girl might be like 28, 30 years old, and she's like in shape and thin, but she's Rich. got like, you know. Even our references are off. If double D is the average, and I think Spot said a triple D is the new average, then like when we refer to big boobs, you have to say like, man, she's got those F bags, bro. She's got the Fs. Fs. Yes, because D, if you're saying, yo, man, she's got the, the, the that's just average. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. you always say, Kavino, you always say abs on a skinny guy is like is like boobs on a fat girl. It doesn't count. Well, then, then you're just assuming everybody's a fatty. Um, but, you know, yeah, based they, on your observation, fatties. there's something in the water. So it does make you look around and say, wow, yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's cool. Now you're just staring at titties all day, huh? Titties. What percentage of Americans are overweight? What do you think? Oh, 60%. According to those charts, we're all obese. I know. Look, in the United States, I, you know, I, I'm no longer obese. I'm so, I'm so excited. Really? In yeah, the United States of America. I was morbidly obese for a while. America. In, in, in America? 
Oh, it's not as high as I thought it would be. 36.5%. 36.5% of Americans are obese. Are obese. Not overweight. 32.5% are overweight. So does that mean you're combining both or is it a portion of... Which means... 30, roughly 30% of oh, people yeah. are not. Yeah. So more than I, I was right. The weakest thought. I was right. More than two thirds of adults have in the United States are overweight or obese. So that's more what than if, 60%, 60%. This is the weakest, ready? So what if you went in your time machine, right? Like, yo, man, I can't wait to drop this news to everyone in the eighties. And you see your uncle Frank and you're like, oh man, I remember that cool dude with the Michael Jackson yeah. jacket. As Don, as Don, I've seen all these people in the eighties. Like, yo guys, I'm from the future. Everyone. And if the average boob size is double D. You guys want to come? Yeah, hell yeah. You mean there's just titties everywhere in the future? Yeah, come on. And then they come and realize that everyone's just fat. How disappointing is that? Yeah. <laughs> like that guy that asked the genie, I want I want my dick to hit the floor. So the genie cut off his legs. Yeah, like, <laughs> the weakest, yeah. Like, they, they, like, they, they get in our time machine. They come to the future like, you fucking lied to us, bro. Yeah. This is bogus. They were expecting uh, 80s, 80s big-haired models with just big boobs. Meanwhile, like, no, everyone just got way fat in the future. And they were picturing this Spuds McKenzie beach party with girls with just <laughs> fucking knockers everywhere. Highways bikinis. And like, it's just a bunch of, like, thousand-pound sisters on. This is bullshit, man. Yeah, this guys, we, they, they just re-upped for a new season of my 600-pound life. Yo, yo, this is bogus. Bogus. Hey, man, I didn't say I, I wasn't lying. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's wild. But now you're going to have me fixated on all this, Rich. Um, Take a look around. Jobs. And um, it's it's not to sound Jumbos. rude. It's not Jumbos. to sound rude, Cavino. But the reality is there's just a lot of there's a lot of big people. There's a lot of big people. And that accounts for the statistics. So this is the statistic. Again, you know what it's like? It's like. uh it's misleading because you want to be like, man, all these girls got double D's. Yeah, but a lot of the double D's are attached to like just unfortunate like weight problems. You know, it's yeah. not like it's not like look at her in a bikini with her mondos. That's not what right. it is. You know? Yeah. No. No. Hey, I, I I wasn't trying to mislead anybody when I presented that fact that I got again from Shark Tank. Now, you know, I, I it did make me think though. Yeah, it had to be. But the fakies we didn't touch on yesterday, that definitely skews the averages, I would imagine. Now, there's a, right. there's a couple things I wanted to get to, Kavino. One was, yeah. did you see that the the House voted, I think the Senate is now voting, that uh, it looks like starting in 2023, mm-hmm. no more day, no more uh, jump forward, spring ahead, Justice. fall back, no more daylight savings time. That's all because yeah, of me. You know, my, the, my best friend, KFC from Barstow, I, I saw him saying, fuck the farmers. F the farmers. You know, who cares? Let's get back to, yeah, it ruins the whole day, especially if you have kids. Now, now farmers, yes, but there's a misconception as to why they started doing it. Fuck those farmers. Spot, if you Google it and do a simple Google search, it's not only about the farmers in the 60s, Cavino. Like 60 years ago in the 60s, they were, they made it more widespread and national daylight savings because to conserve energy. To conserve energy, and they wanted more light hours in the summer. Almost like, a, hey, why would, like, if it's really light out early in the day, in the summer, wouldn't you want a long, bright day? Like, why would you want to bury your the light hours in your sleep? So they're going to go by that schedule. So correct me if I'm wrong, Spot. The time to. of the year where it gets dark really early, that's going to be eliminated, right? Yes. Interesting. Yes, there's going to be more light in the evening. 
more so like Good. those yeah so those those the, the half of the year could be nowhere it's like 5 p.m and you're like it's dark already like that's that's old news i mean it's significant man like the other day right i, I drive my daughter home every day at around 6 p.m right from i pick her up from school then i drive her home later on and every day i drop her off she's there putting her coat in trying to get into her gate at her mom's house and it's dark it's dark out and i'm just waiting for her to make sure she gets in the house now complete she's like she she woke up I, she fell asleep in the car she's like what time is it dad I'm like, it's time for you to get out of the car and go to your mom. <laughs> she's like, she's like, time, time to get your ass out of here. She goes, but it's so light out. I'm like, yeah, daylight savings. Yeah. So, I mean, just that one hour difference. She's there and it's bright and sunny out and she's going home. Do you know who originally? And it's a, I love it. It's so much better that way, please. You but know, it's noticeably different is my point. Originally had the idea of daylight savings. The idea. FDR. Nope. The Hoover. idea. The Hoover. idea. Hoover. No, keep going. Teddy Roosevelt. Keep going. Woodrow Wilson. Farther back. Benjamin Franklin. Yes. Benjamin Franklin. Yep. That the guy. 13th president of the United States of America. Uh, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> some, like, some, guy, some guy was walking around talking to dumb millennials and weenials. They're like, Benjamin, what, what, what number was, what number president was Benjamin Franklin? And all those kids are trying to guess. Not one kid. Uh, well, no like, one kid said he wasn't, he wasn't president. president. Um, yeah. So apparently they did a study in the 70s that showed that 1% of the energy consumption was reduced during daylight savings time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, doesn't, mean, there are places like I know our buddy Nico in Arizona. They don't observe it. In Phoenix. Right? Phoenix. In Arizona they do, but specifically in Phoenix, or is it the whole state? I swear it was just Phoenix. They don't do it. Don't you remember my mishap that because of that? Yes. I went to go visit Nico and I went to go meet our pal Nico, his wife, Dana and their, and their son, Justin to do a little polar express thing with the kids a couple of years ago. And I was like, Oh wait, Arizona parts of Arizona don't observe this. So I thought I was running on time Kavino, to this polar express. It's a train that leaves for, you know, Santa Claus with the kids and all the shit. Yeah. And as I'm getting closer, my navigation jumps an hour ahead and it's like Arizona does not accept, does not acknowledge. I'm like, what? So yeah. yeah so uh, daylight savings, those days where it's four o'clock, five o'clock and it's already getting dark are going to be a thing of the past. Our kids won't know fall back, jump ahead. Our kids will never remember that. And the other day when we were at Fox, we noticed it because we started 5 p.m. out here on the West Coast and it was light out. It was nice. By the way, apparently. Yeah, it's so much better, dude. It's so much better. But, you know what I did notice too, though? Again, this is my personal takeaway. I don't expect you to care, but when I was driving Melody home the other day, man, I'm like, the sun is just blaring in my face. I'm like, that yeah. didn't happen a day before. Yeah. But now it's just blaring in my face the whole ride there. But, Here's, you know, it's noticeable. It's different. It's better. Like, leave it. I'm, I'm with this change all the way. Here's a historical fun fact. In the 70s, in the early 70s, they approved permanent daylight savings time. Everyone was all for it. 79% of people were for it. After a few months, everyone hated it. And they wanted to go. And they, uh, so Nixon approved it. Once he was out of office, Ford reinstated it. Uh, I'm not a crook. Because, yeah, people just didn't like it. And they said... Actually, the safety council said that pre-sunrise fatalities uh, rose by 2%. Mm. And yeah, 
Well, hey, it'll be one of those things we look back and be like, hey, remember when we used to move the clocks? Now it's like, no, we're not just not gonna, we're just not going to do it anymore. Starting next year, I think it was unanimous in the house. Yeah, how cool is it going to be when I go in my time machine and I tell everybody about the big titties and no more daylight savings time? One percent of energy uh, saving saved was equivalent to twenty to thirty thousand tons of coal not being burned, so it had an environmental impact my as well. Kavino, so, uh, tell me about the future. Oh, it's great, guys. Double D's. More daylight. You're going to love it. Whoa. No rules. You can just steal shit. It's awesome. <laughs> no way, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wait till you see. <laughs> Can't wait. Sounds gnarly. For the future. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, Rich, we got a few minutes. Let's just bust out this last uh, friend in the need because it's a quickie. Okay. I think it's a quickie. Right, the friend in the need. And then I want to, I, I got to give you the question, though, that the internet's oh. been fighting about for the last like, week. Give we it, haven't talked give about it. To it. Me. Give it to me first. I want to hear it. Right, it. It's the question that it, it's really been going around all oh, social media. This is what I was going to bring up. This was my deep thought. Uh, doors or windows? Yes. Doors or windows is all the rage. Are there more doors or windows on the planet? It's very difficult. The answers was the answer was doors because they they broke it down into what is a door. A door like, is uh, something that opens and closes I mean, and blocks. Right. And then, and and then like light said, switches. Anything that turns on is a, is is technically a door because it opens up something else. Well, then someone said every car has four windows and four and four uh, everything. It wasn't windows or doors. I'm sorry. Wasn't it doors or wheels? Wheels. It was yeah, doors do, or not wheels. windows. Yeah, doors or wheels. Yeah. It, I, windows for some reason. Doors or wheels. Now, Kavino, every car offsets because it has four wheels and for the most part, well, like six windows. So I guess if you count the different, but they're saying every coffin, if you consider every coffin a door, that means everyone that's ever been buried here on planet Earth is a door. Now you're just, no, that's ridiculous. Well, like I said, they, they brought it one step further. It opens, into closes, like locks. A technical nerdy sort of thing where. Um, I, f- I forget how they described it, but like, like, a, like the on off of like a, a switch. Like I said, they were considering that a door because like the amount, this would be like a, uh, who wants to be a millionaire question, but you think about it. How many doors do you have in this house, Rich? Count them. Honestly. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, count your 15, 16, count 17. your balcony doors. Easy, your- yeah. Easily 25 doors in this house. The front doors, easily, all that, yeah. The garage door, one, two, three, yeah. Oh, pro, pro, twenty-five doors, yeah. So your pantry, like you know, oh, could, would you consider a door cabinets too? Cabinet doors, <laughs> sure. There's fifty to hundred doors in this house, exactly. And then think about the amount of cars on the road. So now you're multiplying by four, but still, if you think about the amount of housing in this world, and then the amount of cars, some there's two door cars, you know. So uh, is it, is the answer obviously doors could be on more doors, doors than wheels. What I feel like there was one. Think of how many doors are in like Buckingham Palace. Oh, hold on, Kavino. Don't you feel yeah. like there was or one that thing Dubai you saw in the Burj Khalifa? Don't you feel like uh, what about Wiz Khalifa? Don't you feel like there was a uh, one argument for wheels that got you thinking like ooh like there was I feel like there was a oh I didn't think about that like every whatever has wheels and you're like ooh. was there something that like every watch like or gear, clock is it like gears. Would like, they be considered wheels? Like there, there was an argument that just, get, there was a point for d- wheels, Kavino, that got me thinking like, ooh, shit. Yeah, wheels oh, like on gerbil, every chair. Gerbil wheels? Wheels on every office chair. 
Yeah. So I'm going to need wheels. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah those you know are considered wheels. I need you to define a wheel, a wheel circular that moves, but a wheel, it needs like a gear is not a wheel to me. You need a wheel is a wheel. That's what I'm saying. Like the argument took the door and the wheel and all these different places. And it's like, well, if we're just talking wheels and doors, like, Let's not get nerdy about it. 18 wheelers. What about, uh, what about every Camino when you were a kid and you see a little nephew, baby James, how many matchbox cars does he have? Shit. I still got all mine. Think of every toy, every toy car that kids have around the country. Ben that's has fucking 50 cars and he's one kid. So that's 200 wheels right. right there. But now you're thinking about, okay, what about every playhouse or every, uh, uh, little dollhouse <laughs> or, uh, Tyco thing, or whatever. Sherry or the little cars that you know. Are, are the cars have doors. The little cars have think doors. Of, think of how many people have a bike cover on their amazing bike on their balcony. That's two wheels. Oh snap! See? Yeah, bicycles. But think about how many people have like four storage areas oh. that are flooded on their balcony. Those That's have true. doors. That is true. Oh man, he has wheels and balconies and doors. Jeez. Yeah, for every standard car, there's four wheels. Oh, what about a steering wheel? Does that count, though? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, there's four wheels to every six windows, for the most part. Two rear windows, two front windows. No, but we're not back. doing windows. We're doing doors. I'm sorry. What am I? I'm sorry. Doors. My bad. What about so, a wheelbarrow? That only has one wheel. So four doors for every, four doors for every five wheels. So the wheels make up in the cars. Lawnmowers. Yeah. Yeah, but think about these big houses and buildings and everything. Chairs. I'm looking around. Like I'm that $300 million dollar house in L.A. You know how many doors that place had? Oh, all your cabinet doors. Rich, you forgot all your cabinet 30, doors. No, 32. 32 oh, you cabinets. did say that? Wow. 32 cabinets plus 20. There's got to be 60 doors in this place, in my house. 60 doors. Easy. And wheels? What about your shower doors? Oh, shower doors. A couple more. Add a few more. Think about how many, Kavino, how many doors are in that room you're in right now? Scott, what about your Dumbledore? Does that My count? Dumbledore. <laughs> does it count? It does. Man. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a debate we'll never know the answer to, I guess. But I did see that, Rich. The three got of real us have, nerdy. The three of got us, real nerdy. Until we get better with our diary routine, the three of us have, uh, we have three spare tires, right? Those are wheels, right? <laughs> yes. Man. I got rolls. That I was did, a really I'm, bad hey. joke. Some, something to think about. Right? I'll, I'll credit yeah. uh, who gave that bad joke. Uh, uh, Daniel Javier Fitz. That doesn't mean you need to repeat it. Well, what's up, DJF? Something to think about when you're high. How many how many you, wheels and how many doors are in your place? I'm going to look up. Let me see if there's a stat on how many doors the nerds took are it in the to, Burj Khalifa. And, to doors because they started considering all these other things doors, and I forget what it was. Man. Office buildings, one door for an office with four chairs, four wheels on each chair. So wheels are going to outdo the office place. Khalifa. And I know you keep saying, what is, what does Wiz Khalifa have to do with this? The Burj Khalifa, which is the tallest building in Dubai. You know that building. Yeah. Has 17,000 doors. And guess what? Each door in there probably has a chair with wheels on it. Damn it. That's that's (laughs) a good point. Yeah. Each office. Not necessarily. No. Elevator, yeah. elevator doors, the hatch inside the elevator. That's a door. Yeah, they probably counted all Access those. doors. doors. I'm just telling you. Is there an argument for both that where someone or have we come up with 
an answer. Has the has the internet sleuths? Uh, I told you the nerds already said it's doors because they're considering something like a switch because a switch allows you. I, I forget the explanation behind it, but they like well, technically a door portals. is something that where you go from one place to the next, right? An opening to one place to the next place. So this is technically a door and therefore there's way more of this than anything else. And therefore the answer is doors. I just forget how they described it. Get this. It was a New Zealander social media poll that started this. A guy in New Zealand, Ryan Nixon sparked a global debate within the last 48 hours. Damn. 37 year old Auckland man was at home watching sports two nights ago. That's, that's not even true because Jordan asked me if I knew the answer to this a few days ago. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, no, it, was two, it was two days ago. This went viral two days ago. You should, you should no, start. No, no, no. She asked me this like before that came out. You should start. Are there more windows or doors? You should start that. Hold on. At, yeah. So this guy said he was watching sports when a friend posed a question in a group chat and he shared it with a bunch of his mates. Un, unable to reach a consensus, he decided to create a Twitter poll. He only has 1,500 followers, but somehow it went viral. That's, a, that's he, he more said, amazing than the question, I think. He said he was stoked to get 100 responses on the Twitter poll. Meanwhile, it went global. Now I'm reading other articles saying that if you search, are there more wheels or doors? It says, as of two days ago, a poll that has amassed close to half a million views and votes. 53, this is how close it is. 53% of people think the answer is wheels. Yeah, but that's just thought. That doesn't mean that's the actual reality. No, but what I'm saying is this is, the, that's my point spot. It's not an obvious answer. Hundreds of thousands of people have voted, and it's like 53 to 47. Okay, yeah. Bleacher Bum is trying to make sense out of what I was saying the answer was. Bleacher Bum 16 says, my guess is that a light switch open and closes an electrical circuit. So anything that opens and closes is considered a door, and there's more electrical circuits you know, than anything else. So therefore, they were like, it's doors, and the answer is doors. And again, everyone has their adamant hot take on on the answer here. But. I don't think opening. I think I think my answer for what a door is. I think a cabinet on a on a vanity in a bathroom, a kitchen cabinet, a door. Now the answer, Cavino, like I said, do you, is a coffin a door? Because someone said if coffin is a door, like yeah. a wooden thing that opens, closes, and I locks, so, yeah. that means that billions of humans that have died and been buried are considered doors on on planet Earth. Right? Think about it. I mean, the coffins. If a coffin's a door, then doors win. Is every gear a wheel? What about like on a ship? There's lots of doors on a ship. Well, and are doors, to, if a door is not intact anymore, is it still a door? Damn. All right. Well, put that in your pipe and smoke it later. How many, how many doorknobs do you think are out there? <laughs> Whoa. How many knobs? Knobs. Lots of knobs, probably. Well, and do we count our like? Do we have a knob? Like, are we owners of knobs? I don't know, man. I think knobs is the answer. Knobs, <laughs> knobs, man. There's yeah. lots of them because every door has a knob. Three I, right then, like, here. I have a have question knobs. for you. Go, three, three I, go right around, this is a dumb question. Go three around knobs. your neighborhood. Sarah and I took a walk the other day, and I'm not even joking. I saw on our little walk around the neighborhood, yeah, probably thirty lizards, okay. and, it, and it got me thinking. Clearly, there's more humans than lizards, or are there in this neighborhood? Probably. I don't know. And then I started thinking, we're just the biggest. What is there the biggest number of? Ants? Bugs? Bees? Flies? Like, what, what is the... 
What's what's the answer if there's more more than? Because don't they always say that if an ant was a slight, a tiny bit bigger, ants would rule the world if they're a little bigger? Yeah, because they could like just lift us all up. Okay, ants, sorry. ants. Are ants the answer? Are there ants. more ants? Like if you said, Kavino, step outside and do a mile radius from my house here in Woodland Hills. More humans, more lizards, more bugs, well, more what? You have to consider, Probably like uh, dust mites. You have to consider the flora yeah. and the fauna of the area. Yeah, and what do you, what do you consider an, an organism? Do you, like are single celled organisms? No, oh, something you can see, Spot. Like a, an ant, a, a, a spider, a. What about all the little who's in Whoville? They live like on a little speck of dust. Think of all the specks of dust. How Kimino. many who's live on that? Kimino, dust? think of, think of like you always say. Like you see spiders. There's spot. I feel like there's a million spot. I feel like there's more spiders than anything. Why can't we go viral like that guy? I know. I'm These are some brain busters. All right, you know, let's end on our friend Anita. We'll call it a day. What, what's the friend Anita? Quick, it's a quick, it's a quick one. Yeah, so, it's a yeah, quickie. Let's go. It's from our buddy Tim Hunt. I don't think he wanted it to be anonymous. I don't think he cared. He posted it publicly and wanted like, hey, is there just like an obvious answer here? And I think there is. So that's why I said it could be a quick wrap it up. A friend in need is a friend indeed. Friend with weed is better. Brought to you by D's Nuts. Oh, I got it Tim right here. Hunt hit us up. It's it's an easy one. It's about. It's about alcohol at a kid's party. Oh, simple. Uh, hey, yeah. fellas, quick question for you boys. We're having my daughter's third birthday party tomorrow. It's from noon to four outside at our house. Noon to four. Noon to four outside at his house with skating and tobogganing. Oh, man. It's nice. Gotta love winter. Can It must be a Canadian. Must be a Canadian. It's cold there all year round. My wife and I are arguing whether we should have alcohol or not. We have about 25 adult friends coming that we counted. I want to have beer and seltzers out and about for the adults and a bottle of Bailey's by the hot coffee yeah. cocoa stand. There will be nice. a fire going on and music. Oh, that sounds great. Seems to me like adults like drinking Bailey's yeah, or having a beer. Do. My wife thinks there's no need for us to put out alcohol at a kid's party. What do you recommend? You guys usually put or see out alcohol at kid's parties? Question mark. Thanks, fellas. Keep killing it. Thank you. My answer's simple. That's why it's, I'm glad you said this. It's Get it out of the way. Alcohol. Kids party. You can't not have alcohol. The end. Okay. My answer's simple. And I, I have an example. Alcohol. I was back east for Thanksgiving, and that the Saturday after Thanksgiving, or Sunday after Thanksgiving, my sister threw a party for my niece. She turned five. It was a kids party. It was at the local Sco uh, rescue squad in Scotch Plains. All the parents came, brought their kids. Had a little pizza party. They did a little dancing. My brother DJed. And, you know, we provided everything. But I said, I like said to Kristen, I'm like, let's go get some seltzers. Let's, let's step this party up a little bit. Because you could see, like, all the kids were there around the table dancing, having fun. But the parents are just, like, sitting in the back. They're like this. They're like, you know. There's no way on it. Where was that again, Spot? Where was this party? It was at the rescue squad. No way. Okay, I think especially if he's like having a, it at his house. It was like a yeah, like, like a yeah, like the hall. That, you know, that the hall. solidifies his decision too. It's like my house. Bro, like, so yeah, all the parents, drink. all the parents are sitting there, all bored, waiting for their kids to finish having fun. Bro. So I said, let's liven this up. We went. We bought four packs of of high noons, and let me tell you, those bitches disappeared. Because all the parents, like, Spot. I did get a few scoffs, and I could tell. From who? Uh, there were a couple parents that were like, lame. Oh, kids. You know who it. that person nah. is? That's the same person that went up to Cavino in Vegas at our event that goes, can you turn the music down? Right. It's a little you loud. Could you could tell there was one or two parents that were that like, went, you know, we have to drive our kids home. What is this? But um, you, the, all the other parents were like. You know what I did, though, Spot? Sorry. I gave him the frowning Indian guy. Right. All the. <laughs> 
<laughs> all the other parents were like, absolutely. Let's, let's unwind this, I mean, you know, cause you could tell they're all stressed. They're well, then what's there, the they're flip for side. Like what's the, the wife's problem here is it's like, I, I don't want to, I've never seen a party without alcohol. That's absurd. That's preposterous. In fact, I had a, just to, I'll give you reference. Last time we had a big party for the kids. Um, I mean, we celebrated Ben's birthday because it was right by Super Bowl Sunday. That's not a good example. But when Emmy celebrated her fourth birthday, we were living in, we were wrapping up our stay in Texas and our house was about to be ready. So we had Emmy's fourth birthday party in Texas. We, we rented the bouncy house. We had music. We had barbecue going. People were bringing food. We had a whole alcohol table and seltzers and beers. And everyone I sat at a bouncy house for the adults. Kavino. Everyone with with those double D's that could be a good time. The kids and everyone were laughing and bouncing around and playing and having fun. And the parents were sitting around talking, having a cocktail. That's normal behavior. Okay. So let me step up the the questioning then. Yo, if I didn't have alcohol, I'm being serious. If we didn't have alcohol, I would have felt so inadequate. Like, sorry, all these 20 something adults that are here with their kids are just hanging. No one needs to get plastered. Right. I'm just saying like, how do you have food? How do you have food, a barbecue? How are you grilling? How do you got the bouncy house and pin the tail on the donkey and all this shit? How do you have all this stuff going on and not offer another grown up like, hey, thanks for coming with your kids. Here's a cocktail. It's fucking matters. I think I think having something like beers where you just crack open a bottle. It's shit. It's not, you know, high alcohol or seltzers. Yes. Are fine. To have like hard liquor and then like people doing shots and all this craziness. Hard, hard at the kids liquor party. is a up to you type of thing, right? I right. think Bring seltzers, seltzers, ciders. How about edibles? Hey, it, no. if that's what you want, I mean, I th- I think seltzers, beer, <laughs> seltzers no, and beer. That, there's a line with kids around. No. You don't leave that shit out. No, you don't. Where would you leave it? Yeah, sour out? gummies. No one ever leaves you know, that out anyway, doofus. Who's ever left that I out, just moron? Always, I'm I just, I just you always, serve him on a serving tray. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. You offended his... his uh, Kidding me? This guy has gummies on a little dish you offend- in his living room. Stop it. Ben thinks they're sour watermelons. No, you, they're not. You offended his, his gummy, so he left. Um, yeah, but, you know, in L.A., people are gummy crazy. So, like, where's the line then? Well, and I don't where's think the problem? Gummies. What do you think the wife's take was, like, why she didn't want any alcohol at the kids' party spot? I think like, I where's... Th- I don't know. Like, is she concerned? Because I'll tell you this. As a kid, I at parties, any family party, I was getting into the wine coolers. Back when so Marlo's maybe that's it. Like, hey, you, we uh, don't want these little kids sneaking one of these things. Like, or like, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a valid reason to question it, you know? But my initial take was like, yeah. Because For the adults, you could have a drink or two. Who cares? Let me tell you, as a non-parent, when I was at this party... For, for my my niece, I looked around and I saw all the misery in the <laughs> parents' face. And I'm like, they need a little happiness in their lives. They're here on a Sunday. They're like, oh, whatever. It was just after Thanksgiving. Stop it. And I'm talking. And you could tell that they just needed to let loose and unwind a little bit. Not get drunk. Yeah, but you're assuming, too, that but just people relax. Could, could, could police themselves again. Yeah. Stop it. I'll tell you what, growing up and I, I would have these wild family birthday parties all the time. There was, a, there would always be a drunk uncle that couldn't control himself and he's peeing on the, you know, on the floor. He like, he missed the toilet completely. So, you know, maybe there's something to be said about questioning it, but I think for the most part, yeah, I, it's okay. I can't imagine, I can't imagine having any type of get together with friends and family where you aren't offering the adults 
Spot made a good caveat. You don't need to break out the liquor chem. That you don't need the. You don't need a fucking handle of Tito's on the party like table. Even, even a little wines, okay? You know what? Like who 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 can't handle? Some people can't. Who can't handle? Have I mean? Then get new friends. Honestly, but that's your answer. Or or new family. Hey, like uh, drunk Uncle Bart's not invited. Yeah. So. I mean, I agree with you guys. I'm just trying to give you like other reasonings to even see why this is a debate. But Tim got some some flack for it. Tim, so. No, but Tim's right. Honestly, if you're having 20 something parents over the dads and the moms, people are going to want a glass of wine or a seltzer or a beer. And there's no harm in that. No one's saying no one's saying, hey, uh, it's a kid's party. Break out the cocaine. Uh, but people are saying it's a kid's party when you're having burgers and pizza and stuff. Offer offer another grown up. Would you would you like a glass of wine? Sure. Would you like a beer? I have seltzers and beer in the cooler. Help yourself. Like that's just polite. What do you 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 want a you want a water? Come on. Jake Levesque says. I think the reasoning is you invite people over for the kids, then you offer alcohol, so now they're going to be driving home with the kids after having alcohol that you just served. You know so. Well, uh, again, no, it's I a said, kid's party. I didn't say get plastered. I said crossbones ca- there. Yeah. You got all these balloons and, and jumpy things going on. I get it, man. I, I, I get it completely. I think but- if, you're, if you're at a party and you're having, you know, let's say it's, a, it's usually a pizza party with kids. You have a bunch of pizzas, whatever. And you have one, maybe two seltzers to take the edge off. I think you're okay. All right. We can, I think we'll all agree Be an on adult. That. Be an adult. We could agree. You know, just like you, you, when you have a party, you, you put out stuff for everybody. You put out stuff for the adults. You put out stuff for the kids. Kids get juice boxes. The adults get a. Uh... Greg Kelly says, so alcohol is okay. Cause it's legal. Why not a line of Coke? Is that a, I'm not, that? I'm not following. I'm not following either, but you know, I then mean, why not some edibles? They're I'm legal. Sure, I'm sure those parents are tired. Just, they I, could use a line. I of mean, Coke. I just, I'm just, uh, Maybe not a line. Maybe I, a bump. I, I, I can't. Uh, I, I really can't. I mean, then again, what do I? I'm not going to argue about this. I don't care enough. But to be honest, it's like responsibility is up to con, up to the consumer. Like, yeah, and you, we all agree. You're adults. Yeah, and you're I mean, just you're you're leaving it out there. Like, you're not forcing anyone to have one. Hey, we got right. some if anybody wants one. Cove, Emmy, Emmy has her fifth birthday party in a few months, and you guys come over, and we invite invite a couple of Emmy's little school pals. You know, your your sister and Chris are over here. We have a, a bunch of grown-ups and kids for a fifth, year, a fifth birthday party. Imagine I was like, yeah, guys, no alcohol. Wouldn't that be weird? I think so. So, Tim, I don't think you were in the wrong. I think maybe your wife was being just a little extra cautious, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I hope she didn't make you feel bad about being right. I think there's no issue here whatsoever. So, thanks, Tim. Hope you had a happy birthday party for your kid. Thank you guys for hanging out yeah. with us. And I would say uh, that- tomorrow I'll, I'll let you know about how Ka was and how my night in Vegas was. And we'll have some fun tomorrow here on the Cavino and Rich show. And if your wife is really adamant about no alcohol, yeah. at least have the Bailey's by the hot cocoa. Because Bailey's has such a low alcohol content. You can choose your arguments. It's, it's going to be a great. little, it's going to be a nice little, like a little bit in a, in a cup, cup of hot cocoa is not going to destroy you. It's I mean, so it's, it's there, like a I nice mean, little I, touch. I will say this is proof, though, cream, you know? this is, this is proof in the pudding, Kavino, that people will, there's two sides to everything. Cause I'm looking at the feedback and like, yeah, like people are hitting us up saying you're at a kid's party. You can't not drink for four hours. And then other people are saying lamest argument ever. 
don't don't drink if you don't want to drink and be responsible. What are you, what are you policing others? Like who would not have alcohol at a party? No alcohol. I think it's different when because a lot of kids' parties, bro, are at like little kid jumpy lands and kid what? places no, like no, that. That's different. So no, I've sat through so many of those parties and I didn't have a drink at all, not one. Well, dude, that that you're you're bringing up something completely different. We're not saying but hey, that's the party spot. Where was his party for right. his niece? Oh yeah, and, like and a, this guy like Tim that emailed us. It was at his house. So I think that I think there is a difference there. Anytime I went to a kid's birthday course, party, it was a Chuck yeah. E. Cheese. I'm not having drinks. I'm not having drinks at you know uh, the the jumpy yeah, plate like, land. It's not like you're sneaking are, a f- sneaking a flask into Sky are, Zone. Aren't we talking about two different things? Like if your kid has their birthday party at like the kids museum in town, or like the the bouncy house place, or the jump place. Yeah, you're not going to be like, hey, I brought a sixer. What, well, this, guy's talk, this guy's talking. This guy's talking about. A fire pit, tobogganing, yeah. sledding, a, a, a party at their house. That's all. Super lame argument you, at the end. You know what's big around here? There's yeah. like, there's big park spaces just in the middle of nowhere or in the middle of like the town. Yeah. And people will just set up a jumpy jump. I don't even know if you need a permit for that or if you just claim a space. I think you just claim a space. But people just claim a space. They set up tables. Let me tell you, the Latinos got their shit on point with that. Oh, my God. They yeah. got the big jumpy jumps, the decorations, the coolers, the grills. They're doing it up in public parks. Yeah, but when but you rent out these establishments, of, of like my, my sister runs the kids gym or these little yeah. jumpy places, like we said, like these jungle gym That's places different. that these kids have their parties at. No, but you bring your own little tubs of drinks and, and food for people. Yeah, I mean, they don't cater those things. So there is the option to bring yeah. alcohol. Well, in that case, then that, leave that up to the person. I, I think I'm yeah. not going to a jumpy jump place bringing, bringing booze. This guy asked us about a party at his house with 25 adults. I gave you my answer. Yeah, but people were saying you can't go to a kid's party and not drink for four hours. So you have to bring that up as I part mean, of the I conversation. Can, but it's not about me. It's about being a good host. This guy's asking right. us as a host. I, yes, I could go. I, I'm not an afternoon drinker. To be honest, if I went to this party, I might have one drink. I'd just have, a, I'd have a seltzer. I'd have a seltzer Same. to be social and yeah. to just have a drink. Yeah, but, I, but in in I fairness, not everybody's like I'd you, Rich. I'd have not everyone's like me in spot. So all, although the three of us agree here. Based on the feedback, it's not that cut and dry. It's I, like I told you. I, who knows? I, I, I'm with you, so therefore it's fact. I agree. I don't yeah. I mean, arguing even, about it, but it, it is debatable, I guess, apparently. Even at this small party, let's say there were like 15, no, maybe like 10 kids. 15 kids? Let's say 15 kids. At this party of 15 kids, I told you, I, got a, I, I could feel like the judgment from a couple people out of a party yeah, of 15 I, I kids. Get it. Some it's people fine. don't I'm, even I'm drink in front of their kids, man. Right. I, I mean, they're like, oh. I don't know. I, I, it's a, it's a, I mean, imagine, imagine us having a party here for like Emmy or Ben's birthday and being like, yeah, guys, I've just no uh, alcohol today. Like you'd probably come with alcohol. If it's I, at someone's house, it's different. That's it. Let's, I'd be let's, okay. I don't care. I don't need alcohol. You don't, don't need, need it. But, you, but, know what but, it but, you know what the thinking probably is? Remember, we, we live in a super sensitive society and culture. Maybe you're thinking is like, you don't, you don't drink in front of kids because you're just showing them like this, this is the way. And there's a lot of people that probably don't do that for that reason. Who didn't drink in front of your parents? As as that meme goes with from the eighties, I'm I'm just giving you other reasonings. (laughs) I love Jordan saying her parents never drank in front of her. That was adult time. What does that even mean? She's chirping in my ear because I I think the reasoning was like we're not going to show we're not going to influence our kids in this way. Like they, she never saw her parents drink. 
Therefore, that's like, I mean, she doesn't drink. Like this she'll is, have a drink here and there. I love this. But she never saw her parents drinking. That's something they did in, in their own adult time. I love this meme. So I guess it, that's why it's more of a debate up. than you think. This sums it up. Us growing up as kids. Ah, the 80s when a kid would blow out their birthday candles over top of an ashtray a foot away from an open beer while someone held a lit cigar next to their face. Yeah. I no, mean, that's that was how, how we grew up. But that's why it's normal for us, Rich. And that's, see, me, you, Spot, we all grew up kind of like that, right? So, therefore, we're like, yeah, what's the big deal? Not everybody thinks the same like way. Every, so, that's why any, it's, it, it is a debate. But any I'm family with you. It's party, Kavino, you grew up Italian. I grew up Italian. Or you grew up Mexican as well. You had the best of both worlds. I mean, of course. Yeah. Of course, Kavino grew up Italian. Family- look, at that, look at that Italian body. That Italian body made a gabagool. Look at this saucy. Gabagool. Uh, gabagool. Mozzarella. Any family party, because the adults were there, the kids were there, there was booze, there was cigarettes. It was just, it was gluttony to the fullest. It's true. You never, no, thought, right. you never thought twice about it because you were a kid and you knew your place. You would you would eat what was given to you. Yeah, uh, everyone's raised different though, Camino. Honestly, so there's that, and and with that statement, we could just go. end it because like my dad's like insulted if you go to his house and don't want to have fun. Like he gets insulted. Oh, like yeah. the offers like, oh, Camino, you want to drink? If you're like, no, Greg, I'm not gonna drink. My dad would be like, well, I guess you're not here to have fun. Like that's it. like some people, you know. But there is that feeling though, because I've been offered feel. drinks at kids' parties, and there's that feeling of I do not oh, feel okay. juicy. You know, it's not as natural as you're making it seem because I have debated, like, should I be drinking in front of my daughter's friends, parents? And then the conversations start getting weird. And, you know, like there's something there because you put on this facade of I'm parent and I'm in parent mode, you know? Yeah, I don't really do that. So mode. Th- no, hey, man, I'm telling you, like, I've drank, I've drunk, I've drank, I've had drinks at other kids' birthday parties. And there is something not natural about it. So okay. to be so matter of fact about it is also a little odd. Would it be the good time, uh, Uncle? Yeah, but I'm I, also a guy that could police myself pretty I'm gonna well. I'm going to be the fun Uncle. You never see me act a fool, and I, I'm an exception. You've never, you've never even really seen me that drunk. You know, people. Some people like they're out of control. Yeah, I mean, so, listen, I I've, maybe you're depends. just trying to avoid all that shit, so therefore you don't. I'm just trying to give this conversation a little more substance but we all agree we all agree it's not that big i think it's also a matter of what you're what what's normal to you what's normalizing right like not not even just drinking cursing too right like some people never cuss in front of their kids other like i see nicole and matt our friend nicole from hits one nicole and matt like they're like they they got they 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 have like uh, the mouth the trucker mouths in front of their kids and their kids yeah, are like I saw her daughter saying what's up my bitches like yo I I don't curse in front of I try not to curse in front of my daughter because then when you do those things you're just showing them that it's okay yeah I I don't I don't I and try I'm not to judging cur- anybody everyone does their own thing I don't do that yeah, I try no, not to I mean, we all I'm sure we all curse but I you yeah, try not to I. I I don't make it a big, I try not to, but if people curse in front of my kids, I really don't care at all because it's like, but by making things taboo, I believe that makes it worse to be honest. Like if, you know, to each his own with the, the provolone. I mean, everything in moderation. And I think we all agree, but, and the but pepper Jack and trying to explore the other angles here. All right. So Tim, I think, I don't think he did anything wrong, especially because it was at his own place. Right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. I'll give you the scoop on Vegas tomorrow. We'll be live again. Same. Bat time, same bat channel.
We'll see you then. Arrivederci, baby. See you in the promised land. Bye-bye. Bye.